Welcome into the Cam and Strick podcast, episode number 94. Don't fuck up like you did last time. Brittany Shanahan, shut the fuck up. Don't mess up like you did last time. fucking Shanahan and the fucking Hartford Whalers. What's up? He was probably banging Hartford. pussy like no other. 94, baby. <laughs> Take it and like it. Fuck all y'all chirping me. Although I understand. Oh, you were getting chirped. Although I understand. Although I understand. Dougie Gilmore, Jacob Voracek, we fucked up. I blame it on Andy. Yeah, Voracek's another one. I blame Johan it on Johan Franzen. But we got fucking Brendan Shanahan, 94, in Hartford. Nathan Lafayette. He was banging th- not dime pieces, but three pieces there. Nathan three La- out of ten. Nathan Lafayette. Good for him. I think he was 94. Good for him. Fact check that. Mm. If you're number 94 and you're a young kid, it better be your training camp Okay, number. let me ask you this, Ryan Smith, because you should have mentioned him, oh, too. Oh, fuck. Ooh, Thank might you. be. I won that. Might be on that one. I got a shame. No, that's good. That was good. Um, and, of course, he's been on the pod. Yeah. If you're a young kid, how high can your number go? Well, they give you the number in training camp. So, like, I was number 51. I know, no, 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 no. It depends on the team. With Lou, he gives you your own number. I got 25. Thank God I got 25 instead of, like, 32. 25 is better than 55. I'm just saying. For you. No, 55. For Rammer, for uh, Pareko, I like 55. For you, 25 is much better. Rob Rammer's is five. Dick boy. He wore 55 somewhere else. Or John no, Ramage no, wore 55. Who cares about John? And I, know Rob, I like John, but and, who cares? And I know Rob wore no, five. No, you said Rob, and he's number I five. I know Rob you wore five, but John wore 55, I yes, believe. But the whole point is, like, you're chirping me for wearing 55. I look fucking like a fucking linebacker. Yeah, I look that, like a linebacker, baby. I look like Laurinaitis. That's what I look like. James Laurinaitis back in the Rams days when okay, we used to party together. But well, why wouldn't your jersey come down past your elbow pad? Because I put my elbow pads up, baby. So when I fought guys, I could throw my elbow pad off easy. Did you when ask I, for extra tight sleeves? No, I loosened my sleeves up so my elbow pad can get off and I get my arm out of it. Homeboy. Oh. Any other questions? Yeah, a terrible look. Terrible oh, a terrible look. look. <laughs> yeah, coming from you. you it's fucking a terrible clown. look. The fuck you kidding? The uh, 40-year-olds didn't. The the women didn't mind it. No? My fucking sleeves cocked up. Like, what's up, you baby? Didn't have inter- I got you didn't have Instagram back then. I got testosterone. Thank God. Thank you God. I have 15 you kids had, in this goddamn town. Harry's Graham. I didn't need anything. I go to Harry's every night. And it's like, <laughs> what do you want? You want a young girl? You want an older broad? Like, what do you want? Like, oh, I'll take okay. that. That's I'll the way it worked? Yeah, kind of. Listen. I mean, it kind of did. I mean, when we lie to you about it and say, yeah. no, girls looked at it and said, I don't want those hockey players. They got money and they're good looking. I don't want them. I want these guys over here that are construction workers. Nothing wrong with that. But you think that's what went down in Harry's? Construction workers are. Nothing wrong with that. I had my buddies that are construction workers and they didn't even act like they said, I'm a construction worker and they still got laid. Okay. But they're with me. But go ahead. Have you hung up your Christmas lights? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's too early. Is it? Oh yeah. Do you make the fucking rules, well, motherfucker? Too early My to wife do it. wants to get happy. Why? She's are, like, why are you doing it earlier and because, earlier? Because it makes you happy. My wife's like, okay, we let's put the Christmas decorations up. I, we'll make a fire. I'll take a picture of my little kitty cat. It'll get a bunch of likes on fucking Instagram because that's what I fucking do. The house looks cute. The fire's going on. I have Christmas decorations out the wazoo. I carry them up. She puts them together. That's what we do, Andy. Sit down. Sit Son. down, you say. Okay, let me ask you this. What? Uh, I, I think Christmas lights and uh, Christmas decorations don't go up till the day after Thanksgiving. You Good shouldn't listen to Christmas music till the day after Thanksgiving, and you shouldn't be li- uh, putting up your Christmas decorations. You're going way too early. So you're part of the problem. What's That's the why problem? everyone's starting to decorate for Christmas. Well, what's the problem? When it's Halloween season still going on. Is the problem that my wife's happy? Is that a problem? Because well, not in my household, You can't homie. be happy with some Thanksgiving decorations? It's the same shit. What do you call those corns that look like horns? I that- got those up too, what motherfucker. Are they what are they called? A corn on a cob? No, a cornucopia? 
is that what it is i don't know a corn on a cob like I, no I ha- not like that i'm talking what? like the uh thanksgiving decoration you have the corn on the cob with the long husk yeah you get some where are like, you from you get some dark kernels some light kernels you know you know what i'm talking about what the fuck are you talking about the horn thing what is that a viking horn that's a myth vikings never wore horns when they fucking ramaged these and are, fucking pillaged these are villages. pilgrims do you believe in pilgrims yeah. yeah, they didn't wear horns on what, their fucking head. What, did, You're, what is wrong? What, what school did you go to? What did pilgrims do back in the day? Well, they came and they tried to adapt to the society, dealing with Native Americans who were like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Then they made trade, and then they started like kind of like, you know, coming together. And then another faction of the Indians would be like, "I don't like them. I'm going to kill them." But then the, the 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 Americans would have guns, and the Indians didn't. Like, it's a big fucking clusterfuck. Wow. And they shit-kicked each other. The Indians fucking ravaged us for 400 years. We shit-kicked the Nazis in like 20 minutes. Does it bother you when like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are called the Chiefs? No, no, but... The Blackhawks? No. Some people writing about that right now? I know. That's about a, the Black why would it bother Hawks me? I'm a, shouldn't be called the Blackhawks. I'm a blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude from like fucking Scandinavia, homie. Like, but if a, a Native American said, this fucking bugs me, Cam. Like, yeah, hell yeah, man, I get you, man. What do you want to do? You guys kicked the shit out of the fucking Americans and everybody here. They, we came over here and we, like, took your grip. And you guys a, had to fight us. There's you guys actually had a, a story the behind the Blackhawks. It's like, there is a Blackhawk guy. Yeah, he's like a badass, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you're pumping up. But the Redskin is like saying, if you say Redskin, it's not like a Blackhawk where the Blackhawk guy was like a fucking badass guy that helped people and this, that, whatever it was. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really know. But if you say a Redskin, it's like... You're a white boy. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Wow. So you had no problem with Washington getting rid of I the I don't have skins. a problem with a goddamn thing, homeboy. I'm blonde <laughs> hair, blue eyes from, from Scandinavia. I don't give a fuck. But if somebody else cares and they explain it to me, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get Did that. Did pilgrims uh, eat turkey, you think, or no? Man, no, they eat whatever they fucking fa- fa- found in, in, in the Northeast in Boston and, and things like that, like... I'm I'm sure there's turkey, there's deer. They how did, did everything. we all of a sudden get to this as the Thanksgiving meal? Turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes. It's just a, how'd you get to the Christmas thing? How'd you get to Easter Bunny? How'd you get to anything? Like it's just like a thing that we kind of came together over the time. You're like this was like the positive part of this mm-hmm. era, and we're gonna we're gonna embrace it. That's it. That's a good answer. Yeah. Are you uh, a Ninth cook education. on Thanksgiving? Fuck yeah, dude. Now I am. You, okay, what are you making this year? I'm going to make a turkey, and here's what I'm going to fucking do, dudes. If all y'all want, nah, okay? I'm going to stuff okay. that I'm gonna stuff that motherfucking turkey. I'm going to take onion, blop. I'm going to take lemon, blop, blop, blop. I'm going to stuff that ass lemon. like this. I'm stuffing that dude, you ass. you got to put apples up there. I'll put an apple in that mug. I'll take lemon cut in half. I'll take onion. I'll cut that fucking, blop. Stuff that ass up, baby. And then I'll take a butter. Uh, no salt butter, and I'll take rosemary and spice and stuff like that, and I'll take the skin. I'll lift the skin up, and I'll, I'll jam that butter up there like this. Blah, 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 blah. And I'll stuff that butter, baby, and I'll skim it out like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put it all over the thing. Do you roast it, or do you yeah, I'll, bake I'll, it? I could either, I could I could smoke the motherfucker, I could put it in a goddamn oven, I could do what the fuck I want. Well, what are you doing? I'm but not, I'll let yeah, that butter right. simmer down, I'll put more butter down the thing, and that's, that's my gravy. That's too gra- much butter, that's too much butter. It's my gravy, no. dick. Oh, it is. God, is he dumb? I'm looking at my engineer right now. What is he mean? dumb? Dude. Like, is he? What do you mean it's your gravy? It's my gravy. All that butter and all that that's shit. That's like the au jus. It's my gravy for the... Yeah. It's, no, it's au jus for a fucking it. roast beef sandwich, I know, homie. I know, I know that. But you baste it with yeah. the uh, Yeah, you extra. baste it. Boom. Yeah. Every 30 minutes, I'll take it out and baste that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, boom, boom. What's up? And then at the end, I'll put more stuff in the gravy, yeah, thicken you know it you up. you have to cook it all day long, right? Andy... I know. I'm making sure you know. Oh. What else is on the uh, menu? Uh, Kate does all the other bullshit, but for Christmas time, I'm going to do the uh, 
Oh, we're thinking uh, Christmas already. You're bone, thinking ahead. Yeah, bone in. Uh, standing rib roast. What? I mean, what are you talking about? You know you're doing that already for Christmas? Yeah, of course. A standing rib roast, which is like... A standing who? Rib roast. I've never heard of it. Honestly, it's the never bone, heard of it. It's the, yeah, you did. I've never heard of a standing rib roast ever. Really? No. You, you never had a standing rib roast? I've heard of a roast. I've heard of ribs. I've never heard of a standing anything when it's it comes the best, to roast or it, ribs. It's just a, it's the best steak in the world. It's just the fattiest thing. You put it, it, ah, you put it on. You, you, fit, you, you, you do the same butter thing with it, and you, you, mm-hmm. you have a gravy with the whole thing. Like You never had... Uh, you never had... Uh, um, uh, a standing rib roast? No. no, but there's a better term for it, and I, 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 we're going to have to edit this Pot roast. No, it's not a fucking pot roast. It's a... Uh, it's prime. It's a, a it's a prime prime rib. rib. Oh yeah, I've had that. That's what the fuck it is then. Well, I've never, Why are you confusing that's what it's me? Called. It's a, but the standing rib roast means that bones are still in it, and you tie it together. Mm. And so whenever I cook it, I want that bone to inject all that flavor, all that flavor. And then at the end, you take you untie the fucking strings, and the bones come off, and you cut it in. Flavor. Fuck, are you, you put dumb with man- shit you put, sometimes? You put some mango on there. No, you don't do that. You said that last time. I'm like, fuck off, You got so man. mad about it. Well, it's like you don't know how to cook. You got three kids. Dude, I'm a great cook. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not, dude. Oh, you're going to get beaked so bad on the comments, dude. Why? All, all you Canadian boy, all the cooks out there. All the cooks. I, dude, I'm a great cook. No, you're not. I make probably the best mashed potatoes you've- Who, who gives a fuck about that? What's the you. main fucking course on that? Turkey. Are you making a turkey? No. The wife makes it? She's probably making that. And that's fine. I'm just saying, like, don't act like you know how to cook. And All right, who's coming over talking. for Thanksgiving? Uh, I haven't decided yet. I get random people showing up my fucking house. Like your neighbors just come by? Yeah, let's stop With handout, like, get, like, a paper plate? <sighs> you hand, you I think make, I don't have a pile plates? of dirt in my driveway anymore. All the fucking kids in the neighborhood will play in it. Can I give a shout-out real quick? Yeah. We had a great story, right? That kid, Mike, uh, Mike Brooks, cancer. Oh, God. Doing all the chemo oh, treatments. Oh, Oh, God, all you guys, I swear to God, I have so many awesome stories about just not, I shouldn't say awesome, but I guess these are no, good. No, but like heartfelt. Heartfelt, like, like God, I'm going to cry. Know, yeah, you guys make yeah. me fucking cry. He's from, uh, from like the Edmonton area, I believe. Right, he's in Alberta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could be anywhere in Alberta. I don't know how well you know Alberta. You I probably do. don't know it very well. I mean, I've been but, up there. Um, what do you know yeah. about it? Do you travel up there? <laughs> so anyway, so let me just set the scene. Yeah. So obviously he was, uh, he was sick. Uh, he's got a wife. Um, and, uh, and he was doing chemo treatments. I mean, he had a bunch of chemo treatments, a bunch of radiation treatments. He sent us a shout out and said the podcast helped him get through it. So we appreciate that, Mike. And we are sending him, uh, hooking him up with some, uh, keep it handsome hair products because that flow is growing back. So he lost all his hair during chemo and he goes, Cameron, check this out, dude. And I just fucking cry every time these people, I mean, it's, it's every day and I have to wait. Be, I can't do it before my radio show because I'll be fucked up. Because I, no, it's good. I want it because I get emotional with you guys, and I even tell people call me, and they're so they're so surprised when I give them my number. Mm-hmm. Just make fucking call me. Did you talk I, to Mike Brooks on the phone? Not, no, just but I give him my number. I call me. He's like, Cam, I, I'm not going to bug you tonight. I got to do this, and I, I just give it to him. But he said that he lost all his hair. He took a picture and he sent it to me, mm-hmm. and he took another picture. He's like, camera. It grew back. And they had and a house looks, fire, too. You know that? Yeah, but he his hair grew back, and it looks so fucking good. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. We got to get you some oh, we're handsome hooked, hair oh products. Oh, my God, we're hooking And you. a fight ugly hoodie. I, I, I get this so much, guys, and I love it. And I'll get to all the messages. Sometimes you make me cry, and I got to sit back and think of how I'm going to respond to it. But I love it. Keep it coming, and we're going to take care of you guys. And keep it handsome. Yeah, man. Fuck me. All right, Craig Conroy's on this edition of the yeah. Cam and Strick podcast. I, listen, I knew I had to get Connie on. 
This guy is uh, he had a long career. Remember, I was telling I said like, I think he played a thousand games, played just over a thousand. Yeah, one hundred nine, baby. Very good two way player. Interesting story. I love the fact that he got in a fight with Patrick Waugh in his first ever training camp <laughs> practice. No shit. Could you imagine being a young kid and that's the guy who's coming after you? I mean, it's, it's got to be the most helpless feeling of all time. Well, I, I hit Marty a couple times when I was young in the face, Marty Bredore, with a with, with a, a muffin. I mean, that's different. So what still hits you, home? I still got to – if I lean into it, it's going to hurt you a little bit. Can you shoot hard? I mean, yeah. I mean, if I didn't, I – you still got to be able to shoot the fucking puck, Andy. I, I don't know where you come from, but played in the okay, NHL for ten years. Yeah, but I, I still shoot the puck somewhat hard, and sometimes you you miss it, and I hit him, and mm-hmm. and it was such a big scene, and he didn't, and he wasn't like flamboyant about it or like a drama queen like maybe Patrick Wall was, but I knew I fucked up, and I never shot high ever again on him. You can't, and it fucked my you can't career. Shoot up. high on your it own fu- goalie. No, but it fucked my career up because I was so nervous to pick mm-hmm. corners because I didn't want to hit him. Right. I mean, obviously, sometimes the puck gets away from you, and yeah. you just can't control it, man. I mean, it I is what it is. No it does what. happen. But you know what? I think that's like an unwritten rule in hockey, isn't it? Like, don't shoot high on your own goaltender in practice. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the situation. It, if you're doing like, um, if you're all in one corner, okay, say you're in one side of the ice and there's a, a, a line in the corner in the middle and you're just like passing to each other and go down and shoot. If you go high heat on the hash marks and go and hit them in the face, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Shoot low, you're idiot a, boy. That's what Leo would do. In two-on-ones, when you're doing two-on-ones and you get loose, and you catch him, so what? He's lean, He's coming over, yeah, he's, he's sliding across. Sliding. So what? Like, you catch him. You're you both a, competing. You're trying you to score safe. or whatever. But yeah. you're going down and warming him up, and you fucking head. You hit him right in the neck. You're a fucking no, dipshit. Can't do that. And I want to fucking punch you in the face. Sorry. No, I don't. The goalie does. Did you ever get in a fight in practice? Yes. No, Andy, in practice? Of course. Fucking right. Oh, my God. Who? Like, like, like I don't I'm know. talking I'm gloves off. T- yeah, dude. In practice. Yeah, homie. Uh-huh. NHL. Oh, uh, NHL, no. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but NHL's like, no one's going to fight. I'm not talking yeah, about only heavy what you think I'm team. asking you when you were like 13 years old? No. Yeah, I thought you, yeah, I'm talking kinda. like in the NHL. Uh, NHL, not, no, I don't I don't remember. I almost fought Wamsley one time, <laughs> my, my assistant coach one time. Rick Wamsley, who I love, by the I way. Great Wom- guy. Wommer's He's a one fucking of the best, great guy. Dude. We're going to get he him on. He was a fucking dick to me, though, for a while. And he he can, he, we got to get that motherfucker on. No, we on. will get him on. And he can oh, be that fucking. way. He, he can a, be that way. Man, I remember one time, he, uh, I first get to the Blues. David Prawn's a young kid. He's 19. He's already embarrassed Walt in practice. Walt wants to kill him. I get to know Perry. I like the kid. His dad loves the way I play. Da da da. I just kind of like that thing. If your dad knows, I don't know. Anyway. I do a one-on-one with Perry in front of that. Just one-on-one. I didn't know who the fucking kid was. He toe drags me, Andy. Oh, God. Who you, Perry did? Oh, yeah. David Prawn. As a rookie. As a rookie. I mean, toe drags me, makes me look like a fucking piece of fuck. And Rick and I sat that game out. And Rick Wamsley looks at me and goes, hmm, no wonder. No wonder. No wonder you didn't play. No wonder you're not in the lineup. So no wonder you fucking like a, suck. Uh, after practice, this like is, bag skate yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I look at him, I go, oh, and I'm lo- I lose it. I'm like, what the fuck you said? Like, like oh. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah. You said, He's oh. like, no fucking wonder. Skates away. I go, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. You said that to him. Oh, God, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. And I just had to control myself. Perry's dangling me like I'm a fucking jackass, man. He did it to Walt. He does it to everybody. Like, he's so skilled. He made me look like a fucking asshole. And I was already kind of losing it. I'm stressed out a little bit. And Weimer throws that bomb on. No fucking wonder. And as he should, I look every time I look back at things, I'm like, yes, he should. If I was him, I would have said the same fucking thing to me. Hmm. But I'm a psycho. 
And I go, what the fuck do you say? And it just gave him that look, and we kind of went back and forth. But it you all didn't have out. you didn't have to be separated, nothing like that. No, maybe a little bit. No, but I'm like, look, don't you motherfuck me. And, and because he well, Walmer's emotional too, man. Totally, he'll, he'll get under I, the skin of well, guys he was too. In, you know, he had his job on the line. Like, oh, yeah. He had to do shit. Like again, at he the became time, the head coach down in uh, Peoria. Yeah, no, I remember seeing him be, at, when yeah. when Painter I think came up. I remember playing the minors and seeing him be like, Gamer, get the fuck in here after a game. I'd walk in and say hey to him in the in yeah, the he's coach's the best, room. Man. I love Rick Walmsley, man. And he'd like laugh at me because of that shit. I was just a kid. I didn't know, you know. But I, again, I look back on everything I've done, mm-hmm. where I get pissed at people, and I'm like, God, they were right. I was wrong. Do you get road rage? Fuck yeah. You do? I mean, yeah. Control yourself. Motherfucker, have I been in jail yet? You're good. (laughs) You're doing pretty good. I mean, I Jesus see some Christ. people just lose their mind on the road. Like, I don't get that angry no, on the road. I'm all right. I'm Somebody not... can cut me off, and, like, I may, like, speed past him, but I'm not looking to, like... You can't trust anybody nowadays. Well, if he's especially got a big in... Dodge Ram with ball sacks especially hanging in... out the back. Well, especially <laughs> I'm where, not fucking that especially where I live. I mean, you just never know, man. Where you, where you live? The hockey mom going to fucking smack you? The fuck you the kidding? The hockey mom. I got to deal with fucking hillbillies out where I live. They're all fucking armed. So if he wants to have a road rage, I'm getting my fucking shit kicked in, dude. I ain't playing that game. No. My dad used to back in the day. It was fucking hilarious. My mom, my mom would be like, "Danny, stop my, this fucking guy, Danny, stop it!" I'm like, "Get him, Dad, get him!" Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta be careful with that. That was the early nineties. Um, you go with colored lights or the white lights? What do you go with? I don't go with shit, Andy. My wife goes with the stuff. I bring it up from the fucking basement. I lay it all down, and she does her shit. That's it. And I light the candles and make a fucking fire and, and open a glass of wine, baby. That's what I do. Mm. Oh, color coordinated. What the fuck do I look like? She's even lucky I even bring the fucking shit up because I break shit. I'll go down and she'll be like, uh, don't get the expensive stuff because I'll get that. That's how fucking incompetent I am. I'll walk down there and be like, oh, it's just a break everything. Hmm. Then it costs money. I'm incompetent is what it is. I hope we get some cold weather, man. It's been a little bit too warm this type of year. I don't need like sixty-five degree weather every day. Fucking write an email. I don't give a shit <laughs> to who. who. Do I send Mother it to? Nature? She doesn't <laughs> listen to me. No, it's been rainy as fuck. I want it to be like six forty degree. Well, six degrees would be great. Yeah. But at Christmas time, I want the fucking snow. Yeah. Thanksgiving, I want it to be like forty and sunny and a little windy. That's what I want. All right, we're gonna have our best of coming up later in the yeah. week. I know everyone, you know, gets two podcasts a week. You're used to that. You're still going to get two podcasts, but you know what? We thought we'd do a best of yeah, because we, some we people have one. come on board 10 podcasts ago, some maybe 25 podcasts yeah. ago. we got too many guests coming got, on. We have yeah. almost 100. So in case you miss something, we're going to pass along some of the best stories that we've ever had. Now, Brody picked them out, so I haven't really looked through the list, but I, I'm pretty sure that these are some of the best ones yeah. we've had, it's right? It's pretty easy to find some good clips. Oh, my God. You can pick here. one from every we single got 100 episode. 100 of them almost, dude. 94. Isn't like, that amazing? 94, like, goddamn, like, I'm comfortable to even talking to Doug Armstrong. He's staring right into me. Like, I felt pretty good about it. If I, and this is my, like, second interview, I'd be like, uh, hi, Doug. I don't know what to say to you. Uh. Oh, when no, you nervous? I'm like, what's up, Dougie? What do you want to do? You don't get nervous anymore. No, not anymore. No. I mean, if you have Lou back on, I'm like, fuck. But anybody else, I'm good, dude. We're going to get Lou back on for two No, I, all right, fine. <laughs> but anybody, now I'm just like, I'll ask you questions. Like, I'm comfortable with my questions now. Although I fucked up again today with a couple things, but mm. that's all good. All right, what are you thankful for? Um, you know what? I'm thankful for, um, you know what? Just uh, not much. Uh, I suck at everything. No, I, I think that, you know, just where I'm at in life right now, like Kate and I are about to buy a fucking badass house, man. Like we're fucking good. I just start from scratch five years ago. This, the position I'm in now. Start from scratch. Listen to me. 
The position I'm in now, I should have been five years ago, Andy. I talked to you about this. I went through a dull, I had to regroup, I had to find my money, I had to get off a couple things, I had to fucking save my own life, I had to save my marriage, I had to do all the stuff, and we came and we bounced out of it, and now we're in a really good spot, man. I got an awesome podcast going, you know, radio show, like everything's good. I work my ass off now, I know where I'm at when I'm talking now, like I know where my personality is, I don't know. I know it sounds corny, but... Three years ago, I'm like, How, can I be myself? I don't know. Like now, I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, you don't care. I don't care. And, and you but I'm not care. saying anything controversial, for the no, most part. No, no, no. I don't want to. I just want to be me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what you should right? be. Is that right? Yeah, that's gotta, where that's what I'm thinking before. Like, I think I, that's one of the hardest things in life, is when you're when you're an adult, trying to find that. Um, that comfort zone when you can just be who you are. Can't I just, you can't know what I mean? shoot the shit about hockey and just be funny? Like, I, I, that's all I want to do. I mean, don't the people questions? want that? Or would you rather watch, like, Sports Center and know, they're like, like ah. okay, about this trade. Okay. he's, <laughs> or, or, like, I'm going to break down a relief pitcher's sidearm. And why is he not throwing more curveballs? Let's talk about the curveball situation. We don't give fuck? a shit. I don't give a fuck. Throw the high heat. Give a fuck. Fucking party like an animal. And now I'm somewhat normal. That's what I'm thankful for. Right, I want to hear from the listeners, man. I want to know what you're thankful yeah, for. Dude. We're thankful for the listeners, man. That's God, what we're thankful God. for. I all love them su- all. All the support. All our sponsors. We have a great time doing I learn this. a lot from these guests, too, man. Like these mm-hmm. smart-ass guys, man. They're yeah. fucking smart. Yeah. Pick their brain for an hour and a half every No question. That's days. really what we do. Like We just kind of pick their brain. Dude, I'm a sponge with these guys. I'm a fucking Except sponge. Except you forget everything. I forget everything. So is, what kind of sponge is that? Well, I, I'm a sponge, and then sponge you... Sponge is like absorbing. Well, then I ask you what I missed, <laughs> and you remember. I learn. It's a learning curve. I learned from all these guys, man. Like, now I know what their mindset... Like, every time we talk to Army now, or whoever, or Lou, or all these big guys, Scotty Bowman, you see him like, fuck, I know you. I know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You had fucking phone calls left and right when we were talking to you, and it was Louis Vuitton. <laughs> for seventy five hundred bucks, Louis V. No, um, it's just like you're just comfortable with these big boys, man. I, I you know. All right, I what's your advice for uh, Craig Conroy? Since we're giving advice now to each one of our guests, you have advice for him? Yeah, um, as assistant GM, is that what you talking about? Well, in general, what's his advice? Well, he's not a fucking player, so I don't know. What do you want to do if you're an assistant GM? How about you like discover a guy that no one else knows about and have him be a superstar? Then you're gonna get hired. That's my advice. But you know one thing. You he want does, my advice for a, a, a fucking no, no, player? No, here's my advice for what? him. Keep giving advice to the players because you did play over totally. a thousand games. Like he talks about that here in the podcast about you know Mark Giordano, former Norris winner, whatever. Like he'll tell these guys things that nobody else is telling them. Yeah, and I get that. and and helping them evolve as an NHL veteran who is in charge of a group of players. Man, you're the leader. How do you handle yourself? How do you handle yourself in every different situation? That's why. You need people on your staff, I truly believe, who have been there, who have done that, and who had long careers, and more importantly, have the respect and the credibility. Craig Conroy offers that to the Calgary Flames. Oh, my God. If I'm a player and Conroy's in, I'm like, dude, hey, come here, man. Where am I? And he I? wasn't a superstar. You know what no, I'm saying? I know. So he's, not like, I get, he's like, present, like, he's approachable. So I'd be like, hey, Connor, come here. Come here. Why, what's going on? Why haven't I played in three games? Hey, camera, here, let me tell you. And he's going to give you an honest. He's totally, going like, to like, give you the most like authentic, genuine answer you're, you're ever going to find. Hey, Brad for a living. Hey, come here real quick. Uh, what? Motherfucker? No, it don't work that way. Craig Conroy is, without a doubt, one of the five nicest, most genuine people you're going to find in the game today. 
I like talking to people and they laugh at every goddamn I thing. He I laughs. Say. He loves us. And even when I'm not funny, you laugh at me. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like Eli Kovalchuk did the same thing. Yeah, he kept laughing. He just laughs at me. I'm like, oh, I'm funny, which I'm really not. Mm-hmm. But he just laughs anyway. We, should throw, felt, we should throw his story on the best stuff. How he, he, and sorry Oshie, for me. he and Oshi had <laughs> never talked about that shootout oh, yeah, yeah, battle yeah. they had in Sochi. Sochi. Those two would be buddies, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, you would know because oh, you know both. They would be buddies, by the way. They'd be buddies. <laughs> well, okay. no, they probably are, by the <laughs> They'd way. They'd be buddies. They, they probably are. They probably are. Although, Kobe, you'd look at Osh and say, get those fuck boys out of your fucking house right now. Get those fuck boys out of your house right now. Bunch of chazzes. Bunch of fucking chazzes at your fucking apartment. Don't make me come over there and get bang the door down and, and step over and kick people when they're laying on your ground and your fridge is open. I'm going to kick them in their fucking stomachs. Get out of there. <laughs> Kick, fucking weirdos! Oh no! I Don't know. do that. I, no, well, I had to one time, but it's all good. You've been watching the red and white scrimmages, or no? Hell no! Did you know what he was talking about when he said yeah, that? Yeah, Give me your honest answer. No, I'm not watching pregame skates. But and, did you know what he was I'm talking about? I'm from Eureka, Missouri. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Kirby Doc's kicking the puck this way. Hey, can we just talk about that real yeah. quick? These guys are like, "What? You're you're sending me down to the World Juniors because there's no hockey going I'm on right now." 800. No, he's not making eight hundred. Yeah, he is. That's his salary, but with rookie bonuses, he's probably making over well, three fu- mil. Oh, fucking a then. Okay, okay. my point. And There's he's like, point. I'm out of junior hockey. What am I doing? You're sending me down here, and we have like curfew. We got to be to the rank. Like what? What, what the are you, you going to do? Bench me? I'm fucking smashing forty. Do I have the wrong attitude or no? No. Or, okay. If I'm and I'm like I'm making three. I'm a fucking pamp. And he, already, he and cousins are like, what up? I'm here for practice. I'm, I'm, I'm like wheeling. What around. What time's pracky? I'm wheeling around. I'm wheeling around Chicago as a big dick. I got fucking coin in my pocket. I'm at Viagra Triangle. I'm sniffing around all fucking night. The go- also known as the Gold Coast. Like pussy. Everywhere where you walk in, like girls, women are like, and they're what, all what over are you? me. They're I'm all like, over fucking, me. I play for they're a, smelling like, his hair. Like I'm gonna do whatever I want to you, and you're gonna whatever. And then now you go to junior camp, and they're like, okay, guys, here's Sesame Street. Let's watch this for two. And Kirby's probably like, I'm banging pussy. <laughs> the fuck do I look like? The fuck out of here. I'm gonna be 11:30 practice. I'll be here 11:30. Sit the fuck down. And I'm and, the, and I'm taking everybody out. Like I, I, yeah, I'll take the buys out, and we'll fucking win this whole thing by fucking twenty. Dylan the Cousins fuck too. Do I is care. Like, Dylan Cousins is like I'm just uh, I'm doing whatever Kirby Doc I'm is doing. Fucking sniffing around, and I gotta hang out with little boys now. Like get out of here. We man. have a game against Slovakia. We have it. Like we got fucking curfew. Okay. Like what? <laughs> Smashing fucking broads. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, that's but 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 Can I, I, just I, say, I, didn't, I didn't mean too extreme. I'm no, sorry, but I love Kirby Doc, man. Yeah, dude. But but again, and then who's the coach, by the way? Uh, forgot his name. Okay, it's kind of like a. French but he name. came up to me. He goes, motherfuckers, get the fuck out of here. He's like, okay, okay. and he's like giving them like a fist bump. I let me just tell you exactly. I kind of like that. Here's exactly what went like down. Ah. Kirby, Kirby, Dylan, uh, I knew I need to win the gold, and I need I you to win the gold so to help my I career. I need to make mu- so as much money as you. Can we just pretend that I'm mad, yeah. even though I'm not mad? I don't care if you never okay. practice at all, but let's just watch the rest Kirby. of the practice in the stands Kirby. so I can tell the rest of the players that I was angry. Kirby, listen. That this is not tolerated. You're fucking late. I just want to know what she looked like last night. <laughs> was she a fucking dying pig? <laughs> what do you fucking do? I mean, seriously, though. If I'm Kirby, I'm like, I'm taking the boys hey. every fucking Kirby, can night. you wheel another one for me? Like, we're going on Kirby night. Like, fucking right you're going on Kirby. I'm fucking taking you guys everywhere. Kirby, Doc, put the C on his chest. Get some fucking domes. 
those are condoms, not just sailors wear them. You got to use them sometimes. If you don't, take Zith- Zithromax. I'm going to drop the puck like to my skate and kick it over. I'm going to kick it over you and embarrass Something everybody. I would never do at a Chicago Blackhawks practice because no, Kane and Taze okay, would probably fuck kill me. me up. And Duncan Keith would probably two-hand me over the head. But we're not at Blackhawks practice. No, I'm with children. I'm at junior practice. With three million in my so bank So you don't want to know how much I care about this right now? Watch this. Watch this. Drop past Drop past. And then I'm going to fucking wheel over. a 40-year-old tonight. And I'm going to crush a boy. And all you are going to watch... And jerk off. No, that's just fine. No, we've done that so, before. It's all good. Dude, that's what we're telling. That's yeah, exactly yeah. No, what no, went no, down. I know. Everybody's like, we talking about Cam? It didn't happen. No, everybody's okay. like, this okay. was okay. great for the coach to okay. set the standard to let them know what's acceptable yeah. and what's not, and to send the message. No, this is exactly what went down. Shit, get out of here. He was like, ah, uh, Kirby, like, well, just pretend I'm mad. Hey, Kirby. And then when I address the rest of the team, just go along with it. Okay. Can I hang out with that girl you hung out with last night? And Dylan, way? you too. Dylan, did you get laid? No? Okay, I don't care about you. <laughs> Kirby died. No one cares about Dylan. That's no, you know our guy. I love it. We love all he you guys. He shows man. up right after practice. <laughs> the, last, the last two to get on, and I'm dying. And I'm just reading all the tweets. We just like, got back from that broadside. like, Friday. what are these guys oh, thinking? How could they do that? What do you mean, how could they do that? Because he's got... He's, he's made, up all night. He's fucking sign. He's gonna sign an eight-year deal in two the years. The fuck's he care about a gold medal at this point? He's a Stanley Cup. Signed seventy million dollar deal in two years. Anyway, we're look. We're just we're kind of <laughs> joking, but we're not. You know, like I like I joke a little. It's kind of true what I said. Just so know. funny, man. I'm sorry. I just sorry. I'm sorry too. Sorry. All right, oh, Kirby y'all. Doc is brought to you by Car Shield. Why Kirby Doc? And Dylan Cousins. What's going on in the Craig USA Conroy. camp? Do you have a report for the USA camp? Do you have no, anything? No, I don't. Why would I have a report? I'm not watching it. Oh, I, I gotta lo- fucking talk about football every day on my radio no, show. I love the World Junior Championships. Part so do I. It's I do. my favorite. Just get it going. And I'll watch tournament it. of the year. Andy, get it going first, and I'll watch it. It starts the day after Christmas. I, I know. And so it's, it's not like, Christmas. Okay, so he missed. We're not even to Thanksgiving. They're having like a month long camp, and he was late to practice. I know. And you're asking me about like the lineup, and he'll be late again. Oh, do you know the line comedy? No, I don't, motherfucker, and I, I don't care. <laughs> oh, the red and white game? What, the red and white game? Like, oh, cool. Like, what? Fucking talk me in a month. Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't give a shit. Well, it is brought to you by CarShield and CarShield.com. Mention the promo code CAM. Yeah. You'll save 10%. Listen, I was thinking about this the other day. If you don't know what to get that special someone in your life for Christmas. Get her a car? Get him a membership. Oh. <sighs> Oh, to car your shield. wife will love that. They're like, hey, listen, I know that car you're driving. You just never know. Something could go down. Yeah. No. That computer could go out. The starter could go out. I don't want you driving Marge's car or your Who's mom's Marge? car. Who the, the neighbor Marge? Or your mom's car. You would live next to a okay. Marge and wealthy part of Marge. Marge. Hey, There's no Marge in I don't, my fucking son. I don't want you driving anyone else. I want to be protected. No. We can send it to Here. Ron's auto if we want, and they're going to bring us a rental car. Yeah. Mention the promo code Cam. You said ten percent. Eight hundred eight five seven two four eight one. I'm gonna do this, Kate. I know you want a lovely ring. I know you want that lovely necklace. No, I know you, you want know what this. She wants. I'm gonna give you fucking car shield insurance. That's exactly what we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Christmas came early, girl. I'm getting you car shield. Hey, no, I, I get that. It's the gift that keeps on giving, fucking and you a. know that. That's what it is. The gift that keeps on giving. That's the quarter of the year. Right there. Car Shield, baby. We're doing a commercial with them, too. The car Shield. I'm going to look fucking The gift that keeps on giving. Fuck. Oh, what are you wearing? One of your, like, three Nothing. Three I'm wearing shirts. nothing, and it's going to work. <laughs> either either I'm fat, too. Either your <laughs> fight ugly hoodie. Oh, I got to lose weight tonight. Your Victor hockey shirt oh. or your normal brand vest. My boots on. God, I look like a fucking dipshit. Well, I don't know. Dude, how many pairs of boots do you have? Are they, I don't just know. One? I don't know. I, I, Are those I got, Doc Martens? No, 
Dude, what the fuck do I look like a hip, hippie to you? Do I look like a fucking hippie to you? Doc Martens? Those guys that hang out at the arcade. Yeah, the ar- No, they're like hitting hacky sacks around. What oh, yeah. the fuck do I look like? Yeah. These are shit kickers, homie. Are they? I shit kick people with these bad boys. Car shield, no, I don't. Car I don't do that anymore. 800-857-2481. Also, going in that stocking this year, actually just put it under the tree. Because there's different levels of presents. This one belongs under the tree. Your big box of Bud Light Seltzer. Oh, my God. What? A, you're getting laid. <laughs> Are you? On she, Christmas Day? Well, I'm going to. A sure. Christmas baby? Unless I smell like shit. Although she kind of likes that for some odd reason. It's Who weird. does? If I played a hockey game and I didn't shower, Kate would still sleep on me. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this out loud. Gross. That's gross. That's disgusting. You she's saying, you're saying she's gross? No, I'm saying that's gross that you don't shower she, after you play hockey. I would 100%, but if I did... Uh, yeah, I chirp kids that don't do that. But if I didn't, I'm saying my wife... I think she kind of likes that smell. Mm, yeah. Like you're a fucking That's man, baby. you got a little keep it handsome. You're there. a man. It covers it up. Smell that stank. Oh, I don't get it. I know. I'm like, oh, Jesus, girl, I'll I jump in the fucking shower. I don't shower. get it either. I'll I, jump in the shower, girl. Yeah, I'll fucking clean up, this baby. This is confusing for all I ain't of no us. hillbilly. Kind of. Okay, do you know the uh, flavors what? for Bud Light Seltzer? Go ahead and tell our, our listeners the flavors. Oh, I know the one flavor, baby. It's mango. Everybody loves mango. Andy thinks you could put it on your turkey. Don't do that. Just drink it. Drink the mango. Hashtag it. T- uh, t- uh, tag Camastrick Podcast. Show me what the fuck you're doing. Would you eat Don't a pour- uh, what? tofu turkey or a field roast? The fuck does that mean? <laughs> you can put some mango on what there, What the fuck too. does that mean? You put some mango on Tofu what? Turkey. What does that mean? A tofurkey. What does that mean, homie? Hey, Where a, are you from? It's a, what, is this what wealthy people do? No, it's a tofu turkey. It's called a tofurkey. What the fuck do I do with that? Would you eat one? I mean, I'll eat anything, but is it what? The, what do I do? What, no, is there no meat in there? So I got to put tofu in the turkey. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you confusing me? That's what it is. It's a tofu. Who turkey. is what? Who does that? A lot of people. Oh, a lot of people. Oh my god! A lot of our I listeners. Hope that, I, Canadians, a lot of our listeners. All you do. bad boy Canadians, I love you all. Fucking bash Andy so bad. Please. Why? Bash him. I didn't say he is a, he's a wealthy little boy. He he he's lives in the wealthy part of a wealthy part of of St. Louis. He's not normal to us anymore. Okay, you're, you're with me now. You're spread, you're, you're spreading fake news. You're with me now. Fake news. audience. Tofu turkey. Who the fuck does that? I, I'm talking I, to all you guys. Cam, but, I see them everywhere. I'm asking you, would you eat one? I'll eat anything. Then that's the answer. Would I make one for my people? I'd be like, oh, they're like, oh god, Cam's gonna cook for us. Yes, yes. And I'm like, here you go. Oh, never mind the turkey meat. I got tofu. And they're like, what the fuck, motherfucker? A field roast. What does that mean? It's so, like a is ho- it feathers? It's like a holiday roast. Of what? It's like uh, it's made of like all different types of stuff. Basically. Of what, Andy? It's just not turkey. It's not meat. So, okay, like turkey and chicken and like some steak it's or something? It's not meat. It's Then what is it? What is it? What is it, well, Andy? We'll have to look up the actual ingredients. I see You're them. You're so confused. I see I, I, them I'm everywhere. Getting sick of this shit. I see them everywhere. No, you don't. Yes, I do. At grocery stores. Who does that? Oh, a lot of people. Mm. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. A lot of NHL. Hey Cam, can you make lot, that turkey that's hey, not turkey? Hey, hey, a lot of players do. So anyway, so Bud Light seltzer, strawberry, black cherry, lemon lime, and mango. And mango. Yes. Uh, grapefruit, pineapple, cranberry. They have all the new flavors. Get the uh, ugly uh, Christmas sweater pack. That's kind of cute. Yes. That's kind of cute. Put that under the tree. I think that's kind of cute. You yeah. put that bad boy around. You hand that bad boy out. Yes. Do your thing. Yeah. You got the you got the Christmassy shit going on. It tastes different. 
It's unique. It's tis the season. And not to mention, you can mix and match different shit with it, too. Like, it's it's all good, guys. Check it out, man. Mango. That's not part of it. But I'm going to say mango anyway. That's what I do. Keepithandsome.com. Uh, get those hair products. Get that beard moisturizer. You need the beard moisturizer. Especially this time of year. Your face gets a little bit dry with the wind and the it cold does. weather. You Big need time. That. Andy, you're right on that, Thank homie. you. You are 100% right on that. My beard's getting a little thick, too, baby. Is it? So is mine, actually. So, Andy, <laughs> you don't have a beard. You're not going to grow a beard. I, I am. You don't need growing. beard. Don't waste. Don't waste the fucking moisturizer. Don't. You get the head uh, the head balm, which I love using every yeah. morning, man. Okay. I love I'll the, give I you love, that. The hair balm is just amazing. The hair balm My head feels amazing. It smells handsome, though. All these guys are like, no. Yeah. You do smell handsome. You do. Like when your wife walks by and she's like, oh, my motherfucking God. <laughs> Like, I smell my wife's hair all the time. I'm like, God, I want you. And then she smells mine. She's like, oh, I want fucking you. And I'm like, oh, perfect combination. Let's go. Mm-hmm. She smells my fucking hair, and she wants my, she wants me. She wants me sexually, Andy, and I like it. Okay. Um, keepithandsome.com. Get the Fight Ugly hoodie. Perfect Christmas present. Go to keepithandsome.com. Get that Fight Ugly hoodie. We just posted the picture on Twitter and Instagram with Patty Maroon. Who was uh, Never heard of him. our guest on uh, episode number number ninety three? Cam didn't know that uh, Doug Gilmore wore number ninety three. Oh, or, so or, dumb. Or, or Voracek. So uh, dumb. And uh, but Patty was great. Love having Patty Maroon on. Loves that fight hoodie or that fight ugly hoodie. You can get one too. Get one in time for Christmas. All the wives are kind of listening right now. The husband listens to the podcast. You want to know how you can get one for your husband? Keepithandsome.com. Mention the promo code Cam and Strick. You're going to save fifteen percent. Pretty good deal. That's a really good deal. It's a pretty good deal. Pretty good. That's a great deal. You know, Dougie Armstrong's going to do one too. He listens yes. to the pod. Yeah. All the oh, buys. Yeah. Oh, we should have All the buys. We will be sure to get Doug Armstrong a keep it uh, a fight ugly uh, hoodie from Keep It Handsome. All right, Bellman.com, B-E-H-L-M-A-N-N.com. You got the uh, Cadillac Buick GMC. Uh, I'm looking at that Escalade cams. Looking at the Enclave, and then on the other side of the street, uh, with captain seats, by the way. Pearl White, I think you're looking at. I'll and do then, whatever. Yeah, on the other side of the Fuck. street, you've got the uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. No, they got it all over there, man. And they're all classy. four seasons, four wheel yeah. drive, whatever you need. Look, it's getting wintry out, man. Find that a little bit. Find it's your up jam. At Sixty degrees out. Kate needs a new car. I need a new truck. Yeah, I do. You want? That, I do. You want that XRT? Uh, I need. A G- I, I want the Jeep. I, I, I like the Jeep, man. I can put my hockey bag back there. Although I don't move my hockey bag because I have my own beautiful stall in a million dollar locker room with my fucking. You know, like my portrait everywhere in the locker room and things like that. And I get That's ca- not true. catered around That's everywhere. That's not true. It kind of is true. Oh, is your portrait up there? I'm sorry. <laughs> of you interviewing somebody? Portrait. The fuck on. I don't need to move my shit, but I want a nice vehicle. I could cruise in and out of traffic. Mm -hmm. I can go downtown, do radio shit, blah, 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 blah. I want that fucking Jeep, baby. Let's go. Okay, well, then you go to Bellman.com, and uh, they'll buy your uh, used car. So if you have a used car, you don't know what to do with it, they'll pay you good money, man, top dollar for that. So bring that in, take it down to Troy, and then drive off with some new wheels, and you're going to get the best customer service you'll find anywhere. The customer service is is top notch it's top shelf they treat you right you can send your wife there oh motherfucker got walking into some of those places kate, kate would walk in there. They, they, again 10 like 10 guys 10 i'm gonna be dead serious on this you guys know what i'm talking about your wife walks into a, a car dealership 10 legit 10 guys walk out like who's this one and she's like, what? what? I just want to look at this Jeep. And like, ah, fuck, get out of here. Let me smell your fucking hair. Like, what? 
unacceptable. I don't like that. I want my wife to walk in and be just like this, be greeted like normally. Yeah. Like yeah, walk yeah. in and show different things. Maybe they only want to. She don't want to talk to somebody. She just goes and looks around. But you got ten swinging dicks coming out, fucking swinging her dick around. Like, oh, here we go. Like, fuck you. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about with some of these places. Okay. So, Bellman.com, get your new car and get it in time for the holidays. Don't wait. The best time to buy a car, by the way, is in December. You get great deals in December before the, the, the turnover yep. for the for the new year. Exactly. Although, you always get a great deal at Bellman no matter when you buy it. So, check that out, Bellman.com. All right. It's time for Craig Conroy. Connie, number 22 in St. Louis, 24 yeah. in Calgary. Former captain, too, man, Yeah. of the Calgary Flames. Play for the Kings. I don't remember him all that much with the Kings. Fuck no. Had a good year. Uh, played for Keenan twice. Talks all about it on this edition of the Cam and Strick podcast. Here's Connie. What's hey, up, Conroy. Craig? What's up, baby? <laughs> How we doing? Good Where man. are you? Are you watching television right now? I can hear it in the background. Yeah, I just turned it off. You're like uh, when I call my mom, you know, or my grandma or something. You know, you hear the television in the background. Yeah, he's watching PBS. Get out of here, Andy. <laughs> What's up, Connie? How are you, man? Good, good. Just living the dream here. Uh, hoping hockey starts soon, but. Well, you got a couple months. Like, you're in Calgary, right? So, give us the picture. Like, what's outside the window? Is it yeah. snowing? Beautiful mountains. Are you in the beautiful Rockies? Oh, Where Lord. are you set up? Where's your setup right now? You know, I'm, I'm kind of close to downtown. I'm just on the other side of the uh, the river. But uh, there is a little bit of snow, but it's bright blue skies. It's just a little chilly, that's all. <laughs> but other than, you know, it's actually a regular day in Calgary. I can see the mountains out to the right and the city to the left. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's always going to be cold up there, man. It's getting November, December. It's, it's going to be cold. So so you say you're watching TV. You do your thing. Like, what do you watch? Are you? I know we've all had to slow down a little bit when it comes to everything that's going on in society, but have you been watching Netflix? Like, what's your go-to, Connie? You know what? I mean, I have been. Obviously, Netflix, Crave are my two probably streamers that I watch all the time. But then uh, this morning I watched <laughs> I watched the Red and White Canadian game because we have Zari and Pelche. So I watched that from last night just so I don't have to sit through the, uh, <laughs> the intermissions. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> So you're watching that. See, that, that's what I love about Canada. You get all those games, the red and white scrimmages for the World Juniors. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we had to t- – Cam, did you know what he meant by the red and white? Yeah, I did, Andy. Stop it. Dude. <laughs> I could have made that team, but I was getting too many penalties. Hey, listen, you're an American. You're from Potsdam, New York. We want to hear what, you know, what it's all about, what goes down in Potsdam. But are you now a Canadian, Craig? Did they steal, us, yeah. or steal you from us or what? They did. Well, you know what? Seeing as I played for the – I mean, when, when we go to battle and we have any international tournament – I'm always American. I do feel like I've been converted. My girls are really been converted. Like they're singing the national Canadian national anthem. But I tell them, like when it comes to any sporting event, we're always going to be American. Yep. <laughs> Even though we, you know, they're like, well, we lived here our whole life almost. Dad, I said, yeah, but you're still not Canadian. You're American. We gotta, we gotta stick with the USA. Damn right sure. you are. So, Damn right you are. Baby. So were you? And that's a hey, you know, you gotta teach them young. You gotta yeah. teach them right. So were they born in uh, in Canada or were they born here in the states? No, I got two born in St. Louis. My oldest two, and then one in uh, Watertown, New York, during the lockout. So they're all American. They're all born in the States and two in uh, Missouri Baptist were two of them. And yeah, my other one was in Watertown, my youngest. So you say Potsdam, New York. Is that up, up, upstate New York? Is it by Lake George? You got a place up there? Explain that. It's probably so Potsdam's probably about an hour 
from Ottawa. So if you went straight north, I'm probably about 20 minutes from the Canadian border. So small town, obviously, uh, it's a college town with Clarkson, Clarkson University and then Potsdam State. Two, two, you know, but it is small. You know, if there's 10,000 people when there's not students, that's that's the size of it. You know, probably about 25, 30,000 when uh, when the students are in. In school. All right. You are Canadian. You, you are Canadian. You grew up 20 <laughs> minutes from the border. Get out of here. Okay, yeah. you are Canadian. Wow, what a recruiting battle it was because you went to Clark's, uh, Clarkson, but Potsdam State. I don't even know if they have a hockey team, but were they after you as well or no? Uh, D3. No, so I wasn't. Uh, yeah. They were even after I Andy. Was... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good program, but, uh, you know, I had my sights a little higher and, uh, you know, well, I'm hoping to bring a national championship to, to Clarkson, but it didn't work out. <laughs> Keith, Keith Kachuk knocked me out the closest I got. We oh, never heard of him. Did he? We did, never heard of wait him. Wait a minute. So he, he knocked you out. You guys faced each other in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, we beat him earlier in the year in BU. And then uh, when we got there, Tony Amani put on a freaking oh, clinic. Got a hat trick. I think we lost 7-4. Uh, yeah, we started out good. I think we scored the first goal, and then Amani took over. Oh, wow. God. He was so good back then. I mean, Tony Amani, so, people don't realize they forget how good he was. Like, of all the American guys, like, from your era, yeah. he was unreal for a good, you know, handful of years there. Well, he was amazing. I mean, you know what? He just – I think back to that game. I think during the year, they, him and Parker were having some kind of battle. And he said, don't worry, you're never going to score 30 goals or whatever that was. Ooh. And he must have got it because he grabbed the puck and threw it to Parker <laughs> on the uh, during that game. I'm like, oh, great. Hey, wow. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go didn't go well for the Golden Knights that day. Well, Tony Amante, you bring him up like he got traded. Right. Remember, he was with the Rangers. We had Neil Smith on and Neil Smith had to put him in that little package and trade him right away. He didn't win another cup. Did he win a cup? No, he didn't. I don't know. Uh, he, he didn't win a cup with New York. No, 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 he wasn't there. Have you he been in that gone. situation before where you, you're part of a, a trade deadline move and all of a sudden the other team goes and wins a Stanley Cup like that? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would hurt. I mean, I'll be honest. When I got traded to Calgary, St. Louis went to the third round. I was sweating it a little bit, oh, I'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they got knocked out. You know, out. Colorado ended up beating them, but uh, I was like, oh, here we go. And I was in town, so it was even more uh, – you know, you're like, God, you want the guys to do well, but they also just got rid of you, so it's a little bit uh, – <laughs> you're not sure how you feel. Listen, I remember you. I was a young kid. I just started. Yeah. I'm like, okay, who do I talk to? All right, I'm going to go talk to Craig Conroy for like the 22nd <laughs> day in a row because he is the nicest guy in the room and will always have time to talk to somebody. Like, you, you're always a media darling, if, even if you didn't know it there, Craig. Well, you know, I, everyone's got to do a job. I always used to think, like, in the end, you guys, media is going to get the last say, so you might as well be nice to everybody. You know, they might give you a little bit of yep. break. Hey, for sure they've come at me. <laughs> you know, if you don't play well, you know it's going to happen. But if you're a jerk to them, you know, the first hey. chance they get to come with the, the hammer, they usually do. So, yeah, I just thought, you know what? Let's just, uh, and that's my personality. I like to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we both do. I'll tell you this. So, I, good point. You bring that up. Like, no, be their buddies. Like, you keep you keep them close to you. You tell them what you need to tell them. You don't get in trouble, but you know that you're an open book to them, and they'll respect you for that. Just like the referees. I tell these young kids too. I go. I used to kiss the referees' ass all the damn time. They'd give me an extra elbowing call. They'd give me a charging call because they'd give me a just a second chance on different things. Like you got to play the game a little bit, eh? 
For sure. You know their name. I mean, you get to, you know, you get to know the refs, you get to know the linesmen. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yep. I mean, and that's what I said. I always ask our guys, Monty, do you know the, the, the linesman's name? No. Are you an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the thing. Eiserman used to give him, I was, a, we were taking a face off, and he said, Hey, I put that signed jersey in your thing. I'm like, No wonder I haven't won a draw all night. <laughs> There it is. That's funny. There hey, is. hey, you mentioned Kachuk though, and like Matthew's such a star there in Calgary, and obviously yeah. you're the assistant GM there. So, like when you when you see Big Walt come into town, <laughs> does management say, okay, let's let Big Walt come up to the box and watch practice with us? Like, do you guys pick his brain? Do you talk to him about the team, or like you can't treat him like he's just one of the regular dads, right? I mean, this guy played well over a thousand games. You played over a thousand games, had a great career. So, like, I'm sure you guys talk a little hockey with him when he's in town, right? Oh, for sure. We hang out. We actually spend some late nights together. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never heard of anyone that's doing weird. that with Big Walt. <laughs> the thing is, so I play with Big Walt in the U.S., you know, all the U.S. program stuff and oh, the yeah. Olympics and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I've known Big Walt for a long time. So, yeah, when he comes in, it's more like your a buddy's coming in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we go out. We have some fun. You know, he'll he gives me his opinion 100%. But yeah, he sits in the he sits in the owner's box during practice if he wants. Sometimes he's like, "Oh, I better just sit right here." So, he makes the decision to sit. <laughs> he he's got an open invitation, but a lot of times he's like, "I better just sit in the stands. I don't want to look like I'm getting preferential treatment well, here." It, well, de yes. it depends what Matthew did the night before, too, you know? Like <laughs> you know, did he create well, no, a shit show or oh what did he score God. two goals? Nobody's harder on Matthew than uh, Big Walt, though. I'm no like, question. really? I thought he played all right. No, nope. it was not good. Piano <laughs> on his back, he always wide. said. Piano <laughs> on his back. The Cam and Strick Podcast is brought to you by Car Shield. You know, nothing more frustrating, Cam, than when that engine light comes on. And you know, right off the bat, you're going to have to spend thousands oh. of dollars <gasps> to repair your vehicle. Call 800-857-2481. Mention the promo code CAM mm. or visit carshield.com. And use the code CAM to save 10%. Yeah. That's carshield.com. A deductible may apply. Save yourself money. Cam. Sign up and get your coverage now Cam. with carshield.com. Now back to the Cam. interview. <laughs> no, isn't it weird though? Like, I love this. So, and, and, and Andy knows this as well. Like, you know, you, you talk to, and Andy coaches AAA kids and he deals with parents. Oh my God, the parents that you deal with. And it's weird when you talk to, a, for the most part, I'm going to say that for the most part on this, when you talk to a normal parent, their kid's the best. Their kid's the best. Nothing they, they do. They're perfect. They do everything right, blah, 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 blah. But you text, you, you talk to an ex-player, and you ask him about their kid, and you know how good he is. They always humble him right off the bat. If you're an NHL player, you humble your kids. You tell, you tell people when they ask about them how they got to work on this, that, and the other. I mean, do you notice that, too, when you talk to a normal parent and you talk to an ex-NHL guy, how they you know, uh, you know, pump up their kids? It's totally different. Well, for sure. They always, they're always expecting more, you know, they almost want their kids to be perfect. So they'll nitpick every little thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, no, they're pretty. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. those are, like, even when we go, when we talk about the game with Matthew after, you know, the next day when, when big walls here, he'll find little things. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But I mean, are we going to nitpick every little thing that every guy does? <laughs> we won the game, you know, he had, he had a goal and two assists. So I'm like, ah, I'm happy with him. It's pretty good. Everything's good. Yeah. And he was throwing the body around, making people crazy. Oh, my that's, God. That's a, that's a good game. Yeah, no doubt. No so doubt. I know the opposite effect, too. You could be too hard on your kid like that, man. Yeah. I know. Well, it, yeah. You know, and I think that's the one thing. Even when the first year when Matthew came in, like, we really – 
we didn't talk about it until he was actually on the team. Those first nine games, I was at Plymouth, and I ran into Big Walt and Chantel, and I'm thinking, and they didn't ask me a word, like, is Matthew staying? Is he going? So, you know, they let me off the hook a little bit, too. They didn't put any extra pressure on me. Yeah, they right. get it. Yeah, they get it. Until you, yeah. wa- until you yeah. walked away, Connie. <laughs> until they you walked like, away and they fucking like, chirped you. Like, they were like, that fucking prick. He better have yeah. my kids yeah. staying in Calgary. If we would have sent him back the next day, because I think it was the next day, but we kept him. Yeah, I might have got a different response the next day at the rink. <laughs> all right, so all right, tell us about your upbringing, though, man, because uh, obviously you had a good upbringing. Somebody uh, got you into the game of hockey. Your dad was a player. Like, he played at Clarkson, too. So uh, is he from Potsdam? What had him stay in, in Potsdam to raise you guys? No, no. You know what? That's where you say I'm Canadian. I'm half Canadian. I am uh-huh. half Canadian. He's from uh, uh, Ontario. So, you know, I think that's where, it, you know, that's where the hockey started from. But I had two uncles that played at Clarkson, one from my mom's side and my dad's brother. Mm. And then my dad played at Clarkson. So the whole it's a definitely a family affair up there at Clarkson for sure. But, you know, just growing up in Potsdam playing and then I end up, you know, at one point I went to Northwood Prep uh for my senior year only because I needed to see, you know, they said, okay, you're pretty good here, but we need to get you to play against some better people. And that's before the USHL and all the other leagues. So to go to college, I'm like, oh, okay. So Northwood had a a great program at the time and they still do. So to be able to go up there and be a part of that. And and then I think like 17 players went division one from that team. So that's kind of my route. And then that's where, when I talked to the Montreal guys, Pierre Mondu and those guys, we saw you at the tournament and, you know, this, that, the Christmas tournament. That's where we first saw you at Northwood. So, and that's where I ended up getting drafted out of. So uh, it, was, it was a good move for me to, to go up there. Wow. I got a kid, by the way, for you that's at Clarkson. Now, do you still follow the program? Oh, oh yeah, Josh Dunn. Josh Dunn. Yeah, yeah big Dunner, yeah. baby. Hey, listen, yeah. Connie, you should see his sisters. Like, oh they are God. so good. Studs. Like, his really? his youngest oh sister plays U15 AAA right now, and she's, like, the best player in the country, honestly. I mean, they're all like, sickening. She is so good. She is so good. But, really? Josh, but Josh Dunn, oh, my God, yeah. You can't draft her, Craig. Yeah, I just so you. I mean, no, do it anyway. Who gives yeah, a shit? He's Man on real. He's getting cares? this idea. He's like, really, really? I'm like, like maybe you found a diamond in the rough, but Josh is a guy who who really is like has turned his game around. Man, this guy's going to play in the NHL too. So you have another Big future kid. Clarkson player, and that program is good now, right? They've, they're kind of on the rise and have turned things around. You know what? Probably the last three or four years, they really have. I mean, uh, Casey Jones done an amazing job. I'm obviously up there quite a bit, and uh, yeah, Josh has been on my radar since day one. I've been trying to get him to come to at least a development camp, but. Uh, with everything that's going on, we don't even have development camps oh, anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, a big guy. You know what? Especially he's he's only gotten better from the USHL. Like each year, he's just getting better and better and better and better. So, yeah, he's going to be in the NHL one day for sure. Good St. Louis boy. Yeah, big boy too. Good family. Yeah, big guy. It's in his blood. I, you look at his mom and dad, and they're like, I don't think they ever played hockey, but you guys definitely got that fucking. They team. played something. They played something fucking happening. <laughs> who knows? They, they, Vikings they, or something. Oh my god! But they, and it sucked though. You see all these young kids, man, and and you know, in this time right now, and I remember when I came up, and it just everything was right there. You made the NHL. You're you're playing in front of twenty thousand. You're doing this, and you see these kids are right there on the brink of making the NHL, and now you have. They can't go to training camp. You can't see them as much. You can't. They can't develop their skills as much because things are closed down. Like God, it must be really tough seeing these young kids come up that you know are good, but they might not get the attention they need because of what's going on. 
Well, totally. I mean, you feel bad even the way the season ended last year. At least he got most of the season. But, you know, kids that are drafted, they didn't go through the whole draft experience yeah, the way they probably should have, you know, graduating high school or college or whatever. Like, you just feel bad for them. They didn't get that, especially seniors in college. They didn't get their last chance to play in the playoffs and have a chance to win a yeah, national championship. You know, it's it's tough. You know, same thing for junior hockey. It's just, you know, it's such a crazy time and you're hoping, hey, this vaccine comes and we get back to some kind of normalcy here where, you know, you feel bad right now. All of these kids are just waiting to play, you know, and that's why even the games on TV last night, I was just excited to see them, uh, see the boys back on the ice playing. And it's, it's the draft's going to be hard this year. I mean, that's what I was telling Brad the other day. It's going to be. I mean, we're watching, it's great, European teams are all playing, so we're watching all the Finns, Swedes, Russians, Czechs, but, you know, it's not it's not as easy to scout as everybody says, oh, just scout on video. It's uh, it's hard. It's harder than people think. Hey, did Kirby Doc show up for the third period or what? He, he probably sh- rolled in for, like, the beginning of the third period. He and Dylan Cousins. That's tough on him, They're though. like, we're Come in the on. show. No shit. We know what time it's at. Let's go. But- yeah, I think Doc, <laughs> Doc had four or five points yesterday. I don't, oh, of course I, he I did. I know he had two goals. He scored like five minutes in, then scored in the second. I'm like, he's just yeah, – he was so good in the bubble, like in the playoffs. I'm like, this guy, whew, he's oh, he's going to be a star. Like, I wish we had him. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, he's already a star, kind of. I mean, yeah. he's already there, and then he's got to kind of go play with kids at his own age. Like, I don't know. Like, he shows up at 1130 practice. <laughs> like, I, I, like, don't do that because you're going to be the leader. But you saw like, what the coach – but, Connie. I like that. You could almost, like, picture what the coach was saying. Yeah. Like, he was saying, hey, Dude. listen, I got to set an example for the rest of the guys. Get out of here. You two are the big dogs yep. here. You got to help me out here, man. Yeah. You guys are late. That's Take healthy. this practice off, and it'll help me kind of set the tone for the rest of the group. Don't you think? For sure. You got to – if you go after the big boys, everybody falls in line. Damn right. That's – that's the secret. I mean, the good thing for us is Doc's playing with Connor Zari, our first round pick this year. Mm-hmm. And so he, he had a good game. I'm like, oh, this is going to help his chances make that team. I'm like, let's just keep him in that spot and hopefully, uh, you know, we get him on that team. That'd right. be. Yeah. So you get drafted by Montreal. I want to start getting into your NHL career yeah. here. So, okay. So now you're in Montreal. I'm a young kid. First off, how intimidating is it walking into that dressing room or that building and seeing all the history? All the, you know, just incredible, like, you know, uh, legends that make up that organization. Is that intimidating? Like, do you feel like you're there to play hockey or does it feel bigger than that? Well, the big thing for me is I was a I was a Montreal Canadiens fan. So all those years watching Hockey Night in Canada, seeing them and then to be able to go in there and they have like their alumni room was in the old forum was literally right across the hall. So if you walked out, took a left and, you know, 10 steps here on the ice right across the hall all those living legends are in there (laughs) every game yeah so i mean my first uh quick story my first day probably people have heard it before some people i hit patrick waugh in the head with my first shot and i got in a fight with him (laughs) okay tell (laughs) us about the fight what'd he do what'd he do do he like fuck this you rookie (laughs) yeah he literally cleaned it i hit him in the head in the you know the three line shooting drill to warm up he was on my own team and he stopped, put his arms up, cleaned the crease with a stick, then fired his stick over the glass, and uh, yeah, came out and punched me in the head with a blocker. And well, so, you, you deserved like, it. You deserved <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like, here, like first practice, NHL. first practice, and you're going right, you're head hunting Patrick Wall. Even though, even though you probably didn't oh. do it on purpose, Connie. I know doesn't you, matter. You, you didn't do it on I, purpose. It doesn't matter. But it what was, were you? What were you thinking? Like, were you thinking this guy is an absolute psychopath? 
Well, I just said, you know what? You're so excited. All that energy I got in the back of the line. Like you're literally was out. I was out there for what? Four minutes, five minutes. And it just got to, <laughs> got a little carried away. Let one go. I'm like, Ooh, that came off pure, mm-hmm. but a little high right <laughs> in the head. And then I was like, Oh, <laughs> snap show. Here he comes. Well. But the problem was both teams jumped on me. So it wasn't even really that Patrick punched me in the head. I got jumped by both teams. I mean, everyone's like, we're going to kill you. What are you thinking? I'm like, oh, oh it's not even God. like one guy's mad at you. You have 40 guys mad at you. Oh, oh my so God. horrible. And you're a young kid. You probably don't oh, know fuck. a lot of people. Like you're coming out of college oh, hockey. Jesus. So oh. how, wh- Superstars are watching you in the stands. Oh, yeah. Well, and oh. Management. Oh. Like, what are you doing, though? I, I, like, you just, you just, whatever, you just focus and get back in line until your next, oh. your next rotation or what? Oh, I was freaked out. Like, I mean, I was rattled. I'm sitting on the bench. And, you know, they didn't have the glass behind. So then all of a sudden the reporters are right behind the bench oh, God. because they didn't have the glass. <laughs> so they're like, what were you thinking? I'm like, well, I guess I wasn't thinking. Like, so, yeah, that was the longest scrimmage of my life. I just wanted to get that out of there. Hey, that, I'm like, that, won't, that, won't get, was, that won't get any coverage in Montreal. No. Connie, by the way. <laughs> no, no, they, no, no. They sweep that under the rug, okay? Just say you don't speak yeah. French. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> The French papers really killed me in that one. <laughs> oh, you don't even know what they're saying to you, and you know you're getting bashed like no other. It's the worst feeling in the world. Oh, my God. Man, I'll tell you this right now, Connie. I, I was so intimidated in practice with Marty. Like, I, I probably could have scored 15 to 20 more goals a year if I would have been comfortable shooting high in practice. But I was afraid I was going to hit him in the fucking head. So I shot lower every fucking time. Well, you, you learn your lesson pretty quick. I mean, you're like, okay, I'm not doing this. Like, what am I, an idiot? Hey, let's talk about the new Bud Light Seltzer. Oh, yeah. It's an easy-drinking, hard seltzer that comes in four delicious fruit flavors. Mm. Black cherry, strawberry, lemon lime, and Cam's favorite, mango. With only 100 calories, 5% alcohol, and less than a gram of sugar, Mm -hmm. you might as well have a few tonight or this weekend. Mm. Go to BudLight.com to buy Bud Light Seltzer online. Must be 21 years of age or older. Bud Light Seltzer unquestionably good yeah now back to the interview so who was <laughs> who was the captain of the montreal Canadiens then like your rookie year do you remember kirk muller so uh, so what does he what does he yeah. say does he come up to you and say hey listen kid it's okay or is he like hey what the hell are you doing no he's like hey it'll pass don't worry don't worry <laughs> we've about seen it. this before like, the lucky thing for me was I got cut so quick I was gone in another few days. So I was like, "Whew, I'm out of here." Yeah, Down to Frederick. Yeah, winter cuts. Hey, winter cuts. Well, fuck so I can that. Get the well, hell out of you're here. You're probably like, "I'm getting cut because I hit him in the head with a stupid <laughs> knuckle puck." I mean, what the fuck is this? Were you rattled because of that? I would have been like, "What the fuck?" Oh, I was a little rattled though. I was, you know, I was rattled for a few days, but you know what? All the guys. You know, the guys were like, what are you going to do? There was an, you know, it was an accident. And in the end, I went with, when I got called back up, it was a lockout year. I got called back up. Patrick called the room and had me come to breakfast because I did obviously I'm shooting low on him. And then I'm like, really? This guy just hates my guts. <laughs> and then we get down there and he says, what's going on with practice yesterday? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you were barely shooting on me. I'm like, well, I hit you in the head in training camp. So I thought I would maybe not do that. He's like, oh God, I don't care. He goes, hit me in the head 10 times today. He said, you got to make me better. I'm going to make you better. And I was just setting the tone for the season. I'm like, 
Oh, really? You could have mentioned that like four months ago. <laughs> That's a Hall of Famer learn right from, there. Learn see? from it, rookie. Learn from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love exactly. it. I love it. So at least at least he kind of calmed yeah. you down shortly thereafter. He wasn't going to hold a grudge for that. So, But you didn't spend too much time in Montreal. And then when you got traded to St. Louis, like what were you thinking about St. Louis at the time? Were you excited about a fresh start? Like what were your thoughts then? Well, I mean, I was hoping. I mean, Montreal – it just didn't look like, you know, Saka Quavo came in, the guys they had. Uh, it didn't look like there was going to be room for me. So when they I got traded, I mean, I, I literally, I think it said on the ticker when I was in Montreal or in Fredericton, it said throw in Craig Conroy. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, throw so in. I actually thought I'd be going to, uh, I thought I'd be going down to Worcester. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think I was in the minor. So, and then, uh, you know, to my surprise, they said, hey, no, you're coming into Colorado. I was like, what? I'm like, oh, okay, coming up. That's awesome. So, you know, when I got there, Keenan was uh, Keenan was the coach and GM, and he said, hey, we got you here. We're going to play you. You know, show me what you got. He goes, I haven't got to see you much, obviously, with coach and GM here. So I said, oh, okay. And then I scored my first game against Patrick Waugh in Colorado. So <laughs> it got, got, Bar got down. Bar good. down, by the yeah. way. Right past it his was, ear. High glove. See, I would have been like, no, I want to stay in Wooster. Wooster's such a lovely town out east. I would have been like, no, I don't want to go to St. Louis. Oh my God, that's so Keenan. So Keenan's your first coach. Like, what were your first impressions of him? Man, we got to ask everybody about no Keenan. Man, everyone has a story about him. You know what? I mean, when I was young, there it was hard. I'll be honest. He was like crazy lunatic. Uh, but he was always so much harder on Pronger than everyone else. So everyone else kind of got a little bit of a, <laughs> a free pass. But uh, when I got to, when he came to Calgary, to be honest, guys, he was amazing with me. Like I, I had a great relationship when you're a little older with Keenan. And if he's in your camp, yeah. it's, it's actually a very good thing. You know, I was, I was actually sad to see him go when, uh, when, when he left, left Calgary. So, you know, when I was there though, I was on edge. He was, you know, he had all the power, just one with the Rangers. So, you know, him and Holly were not getting along. So you knew one of them was going to win. And in the end, Holly ended up winning that battle. Well, explain the battles, though. You, you talk about him being hard on Chris Pronger. And you look at Prongs walking into a room around us now. It's like he just controls everything. Like, explain, like, explain something with that. Like, how hard was he on him? Like, he duff a puck. He's all over him. Like, give, give us an example on the Pronger situation. Like, every in between every intermission, he called Prongs in the back room i felt i mean it might not have been every single one but it was almost every single one and you could and prongs wasn't afraid to give it back to him like don't get me wrong like he's not just sitting there but a lot of days he would just take it and be so pissed off when he came out of there you know but he played so much better you know even when he was here i said you need to do this to dion remember what you did to prongers he's like i don't have it in me anymore like because it would piss Pronger off, and I think Dion would have got the same response, you know, because some guys can take that, and some guys can't. And Prongs, he took it as, okay, I'll show you, and he'd play, you know, just that much better. But it was hard to watch some days. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like poor Prongs is just, you know, as good as he is, you know. But the one thing about Mike, he wasn't afraid to pay him. I mean, you know, right. he played him. Got him paid, so in the end, it probably yeah. Pronger probably doesn't say many positive things, but I, I think it was a kind of a good thing for him. Yeah, he wasn't the only one to get Pronger okay paid. They, they all got Pronger paid. Oh, no, yeah. no matter who the GM <laughs> was, paid. he's probably still getting paid. But um, <laughs> you mentioned Holy, though. And listen, I was a young kid at the time, so like you know, paying attention to it, though, as a fan, like watching, you know, reading all the stories. Like, how bad was it with Keenan and Holly, though, man? I mean, you said someone had to go. 
How did it get yeah. to that point, and how uncomfortable was it for the rest of the group? It was. I mean, they would have, you know, the fight, the fights and arguments in the locker room, like threatening of each other back and forth. It just, there was always tension with them. You know, there was always that tension and it, it wasn't comfortable. You know, as a player, you're just kind of like, geez, you know, you're, Mike's saying, I'm going to get you out of here. Holly said, no, good luck. You're going to be gone before me. I mean, it would just be back and forth. And that, the worst part is, we probably could have used them both. I don't know where it all kind of started. When I got there, it was already in, you know, it was already a full-on battle. So it was it was definitely, you saw the superstar that saved St. Louis, and then the coach GM come in, and it was a hero from New York, and it just was not, you know, it just, it was it was not a good, good mix, and in the end, uh, Holly won out in the battle, but you know, he would try to sit him. He would try to make him go serve penalties. Holly didn't like to, <laughs> Holly didn't like to serve penalties, <laughs> you know? So there, anything he could do to, they would just be on each other all the time like that, you know? So it was, uh, it was definitely, you know, something that was going to come to a head and it came to head pretty quick. And, uh, you know, and then Mike was gone. All right. But you look at how the game is today. Like, could a a coach have his way like that with a star player? Like, I mean, you just can't approach it with these young kids. This is not going to work. And the player always ends up winning when it comes down to the superstar versus the head coach. Like, could could a coach have that approach in today's game? You know, I mean, I think it's – I don't know. I don't – you know, I think the players are different too. I just don't think they – you know, they don't take it as well. They wouldn't – I don't know if if that kind of – you know, mentality is going to work. And even Mike said it at the end when he was with me, he's like, I just can't do that anymore. First of all, I don't want to do it anymore. I thought that's what I had to do. But he said, man, this will give me a heart attack if I keep acting like I did when I was young, you know? So, I mean, even at the end, he said, and the players don't respond, Craig. He goes, they used to respond. They don't respond anymore. You know, now you got to do it in a different way. And I think that's kind of the way it is now. I mean, if, you know, even Babcock, I thought he would be the guy with that huge contract. You know, he might be able to get away with it, but even that just didn't it no. didn't work out. Well, you especially know? in a Canadian market like no that. Doubt. You know, yeah. you, you get so much pressure, so much attention. And the times now, oh dude. yeah, and the media is gonna come on strong and it's gonna be hard for a coach to overcome that. I will, let me say something real yeah. quick though. To, to all the hockey parents and stuff like that, and if you have a superstar in a locker room that hates the head coach, you're not gonna be successful. I mean, I mean really, and I know Messier and Mike Keenan in 94, they had a different kind of team, a lot of different things happening, a lot of Wiley veterans. But as you, for you being somewhat young at the time and seeing Hawley and Keenan going back and forth in the locker room, like, it's not healthy. It's got awful. I mean, explain that. Yeah. I mean, it's just an uncomfortable. You go to the rink and you don't know what's going to happen each day. I mean, they're, you know, the tension's there, even though you're not involved with it. And I don't think, you know, not much bothers Hawley anyways, but I mean – to see him pissed off, to see Mike pissed off, it just never, it just never comfortable around the locker room. It's not comfortable on the buses. It's not comfortable during practice. Oh. There's always that tension, you know. And that's where it was amazing when Joel came in that year, you know, first time coach. It just, it was like a breath of fresh air. Everything was like, oh, this is unbelievable, <laughs> you know. Like everything is. And I think when I was in Montreal, Jacques Demare though 
he really catered to Patrick. I mean, Patrick would say, hey, Jacques, we get to Florida. I want to go golfing. Okay, Patrick, <laughs> okay. can we win two games? <laughs> yeah, no problem. We know we win both games in Florida, but that's what it was. You know, so you go from where the head coach and the pretty much the player are kind of on good terms to when I went into St. Louis. I was like, whoa, this, is, this isn't – this isn't great, you know, and I saw a little bit with a little bit with that with Mario Tremblay and and Patrick when Patrick left, you know, they they weren't seeing eye to eye either. So <laughs> you think, <laughs> you know, so so I got to see it a few times and, then uh, you know, it just makes such a yeah, it just it makes things uncomfortable. And, you know, the, in, in actually in Montreal, though, I wasn't there enough to really see. I just was there for the last game. I was minus three or four that game. So. You know, I probably helped Patrick get pushed out of the out of Montreal. Oh, good for, that's very nice of you. But what about Grant Fear? Yeah. Like even Grant Fear was that he played like every game basically. It seemed like, and and I think you may have seen that also in in Calgary with Kiprasov, who played a ton of games one year. I think he played like seventy six games, something like that. But was that? I mean, did you just think as a player, like, listen, these guys can handle it. You don't worry about that. Do you worry about a player getting run down? Like, what's it like seeing the goaltender in there every single game, Connie? Well, you always ask the goalie. The goalies want to play every game. You know, nowadays it's like, oh, am I a 50 game? You know, like Fierzy. Fierzy didn't want to practice. <laughs> he just wanted to play games. You know, so when you would you would kind of look at Fierzy and talk to him and, you know, he, I said, how many games? He's like, oh, I'd play every one. I want to play every game, Craig. Like, that's what I'm here for. Practice, eh, I'm not, you know, we have to practice. But, you know, I'd rather take a few days off here and there and play the games. And Kipper was the same way. Kipper wanted to play. I mean, I remember Daryl would say, hey, Kipper, do you want to? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm good. I'm good to go. And if Kipper had a bad game, usually you'd say, oh, you know, we let in six that game. Well, usually he came back the next game with either like a one goal or less, you know, so in his thing, he, he wanted to get right back in after a bad game and he wanted to play them all. So it's like, well, okay, let's let him go. You do worry about the playoffs. Is it going to wear him down? But, you know, I guess, you know, if the guy wants to play, I don't blame him. If they're your best odds of winning, let's go. Time to talk about our boy, Dan Bellman. Bellman.com. That's with two N's, not one. B-E-H-L-M-A-N-N.com. Hey, check out the new inventory. Check out the pre-owned vehicles. You looking for a Chrysler, a Dodge, a Jeep, a Ram? How about a Cadillac or a Buick GMC? All in Troy, Missouri. Get your new wheels in time for the winter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now back to the interview. All right, who was the one guy, though, in St. Louis, before we move on, who who was intimidating for you as a young guy? Like was Al McKinnis, like for a young player, could he be intimidating? Like, could you get on the wrong side of Al easily? And if you did, it'd be hard to kind of correct that. Or was he pretty easy going with the young guys? No, you don't want to get on the wrong side of Al. Like literally, you know, I remember one day, I think it was Corso was in there. He just got called up and we're all upstairs at Chesterfield in the ice and, we're sitting there, we're working out, we're doing it. And he's kind of standing around Corso, like not doing anything. Like Al snapped, like Ooh. gave it to him. And I'm thinking, I mean, I just start working out even harder. I'm like, oh boy, we don't want to get on, you know, Bal's, you know, Al's bad side. I mean, he would, he 95% of the time, Al was amazing. Like I love Al. I used to go ride with him, pick him up, drive him wherever. But, uh, you know, he if he snapped, you knew it. But you could get back in the good books. You weren't in there. 
you just he was just making sure everybody did the right thing because he wanted to win. I mean, that's the one thing, you know. I mean, Prongs was the captain. Al was the cap. It's tough to say. Holly captain. You had those three guys. Each of them were a captain in their own right, to be totally honest with you. But Al was very, if he got mad, you, you, everyone got a little nervous and quiet for sure. Okay, so note to self, all you hockey parents and stuff, don't be fucking lazy. Whenever there's a workout and you got a 40-year-old guy who's been in the league a long time, who's one of your leaders, and you're not working out and he is, that's on fucking you, though. That Al should be pissed at you for that, right? I mean, like, exactly. was there any more to, the, to, to him being pissed off all the time? Or is it just some young kid in a weight room not doing his shit? Because that's no. understandable. Yeah, I mean, Al, the one thing about Al, Al didn't embarrass guys. Yeah, you know, I remember coming off the ice and Al would be like, hey, Connie, come here for a second. And he would say, that's not good enough. Like, we need you to win, yeah. block shot. Whatever it was he wanted you to do. And when, you know, the coaches can say it for sure, which I think, you know. But when you have Al McKinnis saying, hey, that, that was not a good enough period. We need more from you. If we're going to win this game, you need to do whatever, you know, whatever he said at that particular moment. It meant you're like, okay, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna be better too, but let's go, let's do this, you know. And you're like, holy shit, I gotta, I gotta, I'll just not happy with me, I gotta get going here. So, I mean, he was that's what made him such a good leader. And you know, you learn from these guys, everybody's got their own way about doing things. And you know, I really respect. And I, I told you know, I told Giordano about Al and those kind of things, don't embarrass guys in front of the whole team. Yeah. You know, maybe now and then it happens, but if you can pull them aside, you can get way more. Because as hockey players, we get our back up. What? Are you talking to me? You know, we're pissed off when you embarrass us. But to pull us aside, I'm like, okay, I want to, we want to do well. We want to do the right thing. So I think that's what made Al such a, a, a great leader is the way he did it. He would call you out if it was, you know, in front of everybody if he had to. But more, most of the time, he just pull you aside and say, hey, need to be better this is what what you need to do let's go okay yeah. he should that, that's why it's so important to have people like you on the staff no who played and and can kind of pass that down to to players i mean because some stuff you just don't learn on your own sometimes you need somebody to kind of provide you a little bit of guidance and uh and you obviously can do that in um in calgary but when joel quenville got got there in in st louis like why did you end up getting traded? Did you and QC eye to eye? Cause your numbers dipped down a little <laughs> bit. Like, like what, what, what was going on with you and Quenville? You know what? I don't know. At the beginning, it was amazing. I mean, Joel brought me in right away. He said, Hey, I need a third line checking guy center. You know, this is what I need. And he was unbelievably by the last year. I don't know. Joel wasn't overly excited with my game for whatever reason. And just, you know, when it came time, it was weird because Larry Plo, the day before the trade deadline, the day I got traded, we were flying to Philly. The night before, I talked to Larry and he said, hey, I know you're hearing all these rumors, blah, blah, blah. You know, he says, you know, just just get ready for the game tomorrow in Philly. And I'm thinking, OK, that sounds good, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, don't worry, you're not going anywhere. So I said, oh, perfect. That's a pretty good. The next day, of course, I got traded. Mm -hmm. And I went up to the room and Joel and him and, you know, pretty much Joel said, hey, I made this decision. I, we needed more scoring. You know, Corey Stoneman was leading the team here in uh, in Calgary. And, you know, I made the I, – I talked to, you know, Larry and I made the decision. I said, no, I respect that. I, you know, I'm disappointed. But, uh, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to – I'm going to go to Calgary and – try to prove you guys wrong you know that's the only thing you can do but yeah i don't know what it was at the end joel just did not seem happy you know with my game and maybe uh 
you know, I felt like there are always guys coming up ahead of me and I could never get in the power play. I could never kind of, you know, I could never make a jump up a little bit. You know, I always, he, he had me pigeonholed in one spot and I thought, geez, everyone else that comes up gets a chance and I don't. So maybe it was a little bit of me too. Maybe I had a, my attitude and Joel's just weren't going in the same, we were, our thought processes weren't weren't the same for sure well you were a checking guy i mean you 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 put points up don't get me wrong you had great great seasons but do you think that it was kind of the trend of the nhl at the time okay the devils went in 95 a trap game trap game get a little bit a little bit more you get guys that are more skilled winning the uh the stanley cup so didn't he just say you know i don't need a checking line we need more scoring there's more we need more scoring in the nhl this is the way it's trending and so he didn't have that role for you on the checking line is that is that right yeah, you know, I think he just said, hey, we want more scoring. We want to go, you know, they brought in weight, they get Kachuk, that, all that same day, you know, and I'm thinking, well, you have all that scoring coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, Corey Stillman definitely is more of a scorer than myself too. So I'm like, now you have Stillman. I'm like, shit, you know. Uh, but I said, I guess my point was, I just wanted a chance, you know, give me a chance to do more. You put me in a checking role when you first got here. That's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Now we're here four or five years later. You want more scoring, but you never gave me an opportunity to, to be in a role to score more. I mean, and, you know, you get 40 points and you're never on the power play. You think, man, that was a good year. But, you know, I think the last year I had 30-some. You know, it just it just got frustrating for me because I think Joel wanted more scoring, but he wasn't going to give me a chance to, to be in one of those scoring roles. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the, that'll make you confused in a hurry if oh, you're yeah. a player. Like, you know you can provide more offense. But they're the ones pigeonholing you into a certain role. They want you to be more, you know, of a, of a checking guy, play more of a two-way game. And then they say, we need more scoring. Well, it's like, okay, well, I, maybe I could give you more scoring if you had me uh, in a little bit more of a scoring role. But but obviously when you went to Calgary, things worked out for you, though. I mean, I don't know if we're talking to you right now as the assistant GM of the Flames, Craig, if that trade wasn't made. So, uh, you know, it introduced you to a new organization, and things kind of took off for you there, didn't they? Well, you know what it did when I got here, you know, the one thing Greg Gilbert was, was the day I got here, Donnie Hay got let go. I had a pregame skate with Donnie and then I came off and Craig Button said, Hey, we're going to make a coaching change just so you don't, you know, you've already in a whirlwind. I'm like, Oh my great. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a coach killer. I think I come in, Keenan's gone, you know, everybody's changing all the time. But so that first year, you know, I talked to, to Greg and he said, Hey, I know you have more offense and yeah, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. You're going to get some power play time. You're going to be in, you know, bigger role, you know, on this team because in St. Louis, I mean, what, what are you going to do? You're in the third line, but we won a president's trophy the year before I got traded. We just messed it up in the playoffs and, and lost San Jose. So it wasn't like we were, you know, struggling in, in St. Louis. I mean, we were doing well, but they, their thing was we need more scoring to win a Stanley cup. And then when I got to Calgary, you know, a younger team, I'm like, oh, my role was going to be much more. And then the next year, fast forward, when uh, Mark Savard got hurt in Detroit, I don't know, maybe the first 10 games, um, I got to play with Jerome. Oh, you know, I got thrown on the first line. And, and you know, I never, uh, you know, you try not to look back. You don't get many opportunities like that. A young superstar coming out and to be a part of it was, uh, was pretty special, you yeah. know. I mean, Jerome again, like that guy. I mean, she's Louise. You, you get online with him, and you you guys both just take off. I mean, how fun was it playing with a guy like that who just – he does everything. 
He's not just sitting in a perimeter. He's got a great shot, but he's going, and he's hitting, he's fighting, he's sticking up for you. After a whistle, somebody looks at you like he's in there, but yet he's scoring 50 goals. Like, God, explain that man's game. It's it's crazy. You know how you just – some guys just – he just wants to win. He wants to be the best player in the league, and he wants to win, and he loves scoring goals, and he also loves fighting. <laughs> you know, Like, I remember the year after he won the – the scoring title and the Rocket Richard trophy were in the first preseason game. He, he, he's, it's, it's not, I don't know what's going on. Kind of like Patrick Waugh, similar to that. He gets in a fight. I'm like, Oh my, I don't even know who he's fighting right now on the other team. I'm like, is he out of his mind? <laughs> and he comes, he goes, oh, I'm just setting the tone. Maybe some of our guys maybe should do that too. You know, kind of separate themselves from everybody else. I'm thinking, Oh boy, <laughs> you know, but that's what made him special. I mean, he had that every day he came to the rink. He wanted to be the best player. He wanted to be, do everything, score goals, fight, you know, whatever it was, he wanted to, uh, to do it, to win a Stanley cup here in Calgary. I mean, that was his ultimate goal. And obviously we came close, but, uh, we weren't able to do it. Unfortunately. What kind of person is he, is he off the ice? You know, just as a person, I, I can't find anyone to say anything bad about Jerome McGinley. So maybe you'll be the first Connie. No, he's the nicest person. <laughs> he's the nicest person you're ever going to meet. I mean, if you if you need the shirt off his back, he would give it to you. You know, we'd have we'd go to Toronto and there'd be I don't know hundred people out there. He signed for everybody. He always signed for everybody. He just signed one. Like he'd say, hey, you know, guys would come with fifty cards, ten jerseys. He said, nope, everybody. I'll sign one. And it used to piss Daryl off because Daryl's like, we got to go, Jerome. He's like, I'm almost done. <laughs> you know, but uh, that that's just the way he is. He has got a huge heart. You know, he comes from a great family, you know, and then seeing him growing up and his kids. And it just, he's one of those guys that, you know, you're, you always say, what a good friend. He's just a great person and fun to be around, but super competitive at anything we do, at everything we do. Like he has to, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, and usually on Christmas Day, we'd go over and when we were playing and we'd have Christmas dinner at his house, he'd call, bring your skates. I'm like, okay, skates, gloves, helmet. We'd go out there. He had a little rink in his backyard one-on-one. I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's just the way he was. He just loves, he's very competitive and he's always like, let's, you know, let's, whatever it is, darts, ping pong, tennis, golf he's that guy it's uh it's yeah he's that guy so but even and, and even, even on him. christmas he tells you to bring your skates like you guys skate every day craig you play every day and <laughs> now you're on, having christmas dinner and you that. and he wants to play hockey on even a, after he, dinner on a pond he, that's beautiful he, he loves it that's what i said i'm like really want me to bring my stuff Hell he's yeah. like bring it let's go i'm like okay yeah so it was uh you know when you think about it now it, it's fun times but at the time I'm like really are we gonna oh okay Andy Strickland and Cam Jansen yeah. here for you for GadgetBuyback.com. Yeah. Gadget Lab, they got a store here locally if you're in St. Louis, 5541 Telegraph Road. Here's the deal. you got an old phone, maybe a cracked tablet. Maybe it's perfect, but it's a little bit older. Mm. Turn it in right now, www.GadgetBuyback.com. Upgrade your devices, phones, computers, watches. Anything. Doesn't have to be Apple either. No. Get those tablets turned in. Again, www.gadgetbuyback.com, 877-772-8880. Now back to the interview. Yeah. 
Yeah, you are. No, because that's what like, like you're Canadian. You're half Canadian. No, you are yeah. Canadian. No, he, are... he's like Canadian who played for Team USA. Well, I'm just that, saying, that's like, all these Americans, like we we have a big Canadian listening uh, listeners in, in Canada. A lot, a lot of our our listeners are in Canada, but just the ones that are in the U.S. Like that's a thing. On Christmas and New Year's and even Thanksgiving oh, at times up in Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. You're on the ice. You're on the fucking ice. The snow's yeah. coming down. That's like part of it. So, yeah, Conroy, you're bringing your skates out. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and it's Christmas, eat, and baby. And we're playing. And you're, it's eating, funny because, and you're eating butter tarts. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay? Catch My up one buddy chips. just called me or texted me today. He was like, hey, it's, he's up in Invermere. He's like, hey, it's starting to freeze over up here. Yep. Like, when Christmas comes, you got to bring the skates. He took a picture of last year's oh. rink. It looks pretty awesome with the mount. It, it, yeah, that's what they do. The best. You know what? It's uh, especially right at Christmas with the World Juniors, everything uh, uh, outdoors. Yeah, it's heaven, every man. little park they have them. You know, even my little park up the hill, they put outdoor rink. The one outdoor, big outdoor rink where the hockey's played, and then another one where people can just skate. So it's that's just that's what we do here. There's lots of rinks. You know what we do here? Uh, we do the same thing, actually. Craigie boy, and we get on the ice, and then the ice uh, it melts, and we fall in, and we drown. Yeah, that's what we do in St. Louis. And then it freezes the next and day. Then we freeze over, and we're dead down underneath. And, and, then six, and then it's sixty-five degrees. <laughs> and the then a tornado, day. and then a hurricane. Yeah, and you wonder why I always look so confused, Craig. I have no idea what the hell we the weather is going to be. Going on this here, is man. the most confusing place on the face of the earth. I don't, I don't know what happened to St. Uh, Louis. So listen, so you you establish yourself as a as a really good player in the NHL, and then you go to L.A., you chase the contract, you get the big contract from yeah. L.A. Did you regret? Going there, like, did you think right away that you made a mistake? Like, I mean, what, what were your thoughts on on being in L.A. and leaving a comfort, you know, comfortable place with the Calgary Flames? Well, you know what, I talked to I talked to Daryl in free agency, and he just said, "Hey, we'd like to sign you, but with the lockout coming possibly and everything going on, we're not going to do more than one year." I said, "Well, I got, you know, I got some four year offers out there." And he said, well, he goes, you know what, Craig, you better take it. So I said, okay, Daryl, I appreciate it. He goes, we'd like to have you back, but, you know, ownership, we just made a decision. We're not going to be signing guys. So I said, okay, no problem. You know, what am I going to do? And then, uh, you know, Dave Taylor, a Clarkson guy, he went to Clarkson, known our family for year, years. He was the first one to call, and I just felt comfortable. And then Pavel Dimitra coming in, and, you know, I looked at what we had, and I actually thought Chris Pronger was going to come with us, but he uh, – he he pretty much took advantage of me and he he decided to go to Edmonton. I think wow. I I think I got I think I upped the bidding for him with uh, <laughs> with LA and then he, he took off. I was like, great. So you're saying like once you went to LA, LA didn't have the money like to to to, to make the trade for him or what? No, LA no, Dave came to me and said, Hey, you know, Pronger's out there. Is there an opportunity? Would he come to LA? I said, Yeah. So I think what Prongs, which is smart, probably took a little bit of felt what was out there and uh you know used everybody to see what he could get because he always gets paid oh yeah he plays 40 <laughs> and, uh, minutes a night yeah and he deserves to get paid because he was the best player in the league probably at the time yeah. but yeah so he you know he came down i think i think they all made offers and you know they were trying to get him and then uh, yeah he just sent him you know decided to went to edmonton so yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know how it was working behind the scenes. Now that I'm here, I know there's a lot going on, and people are trying to make trades and oh, yeah. whatever it is. But unfortunately, it would have been amazing. I mean, if Pronger was there with the team we had, we just uh, we were going pretty good the first year, and then uh, 
Unfortunately, we had a ton of injuries. We went to the Olympics. Demetra, Froloff, both got hurt at the Olympics, so they didn't even get to play when we came back. And, uh, you know, that's the only uh, downfall to the Olympics is uh, the injuries that happen when you're when they're there. That's true. But, well, you, 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 well, you got left. You would have been left in Red Deer anyway. So if Prongers would have they, <laughs> they would have left you in fucking <laughs> they, Red Deer. They, they left like, your I mean, ass there like, if, an like, outdoor rink. It's not like you're in Scottsdale. <laughs> it's not like you're in fucking Chicago. You go get a state. You're in goddamn Red Deer, and they're like, well, you're close, but we're going to leave you here? What the hell was that all about? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you come off the ice, you do an outdoor. It was a nice day. I'm like, of course. Oh, come off. Hey, you know, Dean wants to talk to you. I said, oh, okay. So I'm like, hello. They're like, we traded you there. I'm like, traded me where? I'm like, I'm standing in Red Deer. He's like, oh, we traded back to Calgary. I'm like, oh, you know, it wasn't going well. Mark Crawford and I weren't seeing eye to eye anyways. Again, probably like Joel a little bit. He was not happy with me. And uh, so uh, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So I pack up, I you know, quickly go in, I get all ready. And as I get out, the bus is leaving. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> and oh, they, God. yeah. So they said, oh, they'll have a car come for you and pick you up. But it's about an hour and a half to Red Deer. So yeah, I sat in a, a little warming room for about uh, an hour and then they, they picked me up. <laughs> and then I had to go to, then I had to go get there. I had to go down to their hotel. I had my Camilleri leave my bag at the front desk so I could go down and get it and then bring it to my hotel. He probably took <laughs> all your he, tape. He probably stole all your fucking tape too. <laughs> hey, listen. So were you excited to go back? To, like, I don't understand this. Like, so do, how come LA, why did they leave you at the outdoor? rink though i know you got traded but they didn't say hey we're gonna leave i know they're gonna have arrangements for you <laughs> they didn't even like, tell you <laughs> i mean this is like uh, gerard gallant all over again oh, God. Y- yeah they just <laughs> i guess i'm no longer part of the team i'm done <laughs> i mean that's how it is that's so horrible that's that, that, 12 yeah, years in that's man. I, listen i'll never forget Fuck. when pronger um when he got traded to uh to edmonton and, and and he and I were talking like all the time. This is before Twitter and all that, before the trade went down. And talked to him late that night that he got traded. And I and I wanted to do an interview with him the next day. I mean, obviously Chris Pronger getting traded. He said, All right, be at the rink at like eight o'clock in the morning. I get there at eight o'clock, Craig, and he's getting dressed in the referee stall. I'm like, Why aren't you in the dressing room? They're like, They won't let me in there. I'm no I'm no longer on the team. Like that's how quickly things Is turn Petro around. Going through that right now? I Is think he... I think Petro's going through that right now too, man. I mean, once once you sign on a dotted line with another team, like I mean, they turn the page on you pretty quickly, don't they? Oh yeah, you're done. Like they, you know, and, and, it ma- and it makes sense. I mean, it does. It just it it hurt because I'm like, why did we do this? We couldn't have practiced in Calgary, so I was already in Calgary. No, <laughs> you know, no, you're stuck but, in Red Deer. But you, yeah, but, just, but weren't you excited though to go back to Calgary? I was. You know what? The first year, everything went really well in L.A. Like I had, right? I was playing a ton. The next year, I came in. Crawford came in. Dean Lombardi was the GM, and I was. You know, it just, I, I could tell right away I wasn't going to play much. They had a plan, and obviously that plan won them a couple cups. So, you know, I just wasn't part of it, you know. So, you know, you go from 66 points down to, like, I think I had 12 or 13 in the first 50 games. You just, if you don't play, you just, what are you going to do, you know? And I could tell Mark was not a big, you know, he wasn't a big fan of mine. And so, for me, even as much as I loved being in L.A., to be able to come back to Calgary was a, you know, that was a huge thing for me. And then, uh, you know, I think even at the end I came back and they put me in position, you know, I think in, I had 21 or 22 points in like 27 games. So it wasn't like I was an awful player, but you start questioning yourself, 
when the new coach comes in and you're not, you know, that just shows you how much a coach can affect you. And, mm-hmm. you know, if he doesn't have time for you, you know, you start getting in your head. You're not, you know, you got to, it's hard to be mentally tough as pro athletes were supposed to be, but you know, you start questioning everything a little bit. Well, why didn't along. they like you though? You're a, you, you're now, a two way. Now play. he's scoring too much. It's fucking, you're scoring. Like, <laughs> what is it? Like you're, you're a two way player. And the nicest guy in the nicest room. Nicest guy in the locker room. Everybody loves you. You know, the, the media goes, you you take the burden off the fucking captains. Why do these coaches not like you? I don't get it. Well, this, it was weird. Even like Rob Blake and I are there. We're getting bag skated like you wouldn't believe at the end of practice. Oh, Kopitar's, Brownie, Camilleri. I'm like, all the young guys are off the ice. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who's in the good books around here. Oh, that's, <laughs> you know, wow. it, that's you weird, know, though. But, but it, I didn't feel as bad when Blakey was out there with me. I'm like, oh, at least Rob oh, Blake's shit. here with me. Yeah. So, yeah. You're going to be your boss soon, bro. But it's so crazy. Yeah. Like, okay, I think I'm doing well. But it's so crazy. In St. Louis, like, they need more scoring. Now you're scoring. Like, you must be, like, so confused. No like, shit. what kind of player am I supposed to be? But then you find yourself back in Calgary, and, and obviously things worked out for you, you know, going back to Calgary. And now you're an assistant GM. When you're in management after having a long playing career, like, what's the one thing now – that you know that obviously you didn't know as a player that maybe you respect now about those who are upstairs who do what you do now, Connie? You know, I think there's so much more behind the scenes than you think. You know, as a player, you think, oh, they're going to do this. They're making trades. This is what a GM does. This is what, a, you know, the scout does. This is what your PR people do. This is, you know, what a president does. Now when you're behind the scenes and see all the work that goes into it, you know, from the travel to getting ready for different development camps to all, there's just so much work. And as a player, you just kind of roll in. And it's all done for you, you know, to to all the food, the meals, the planning, the flights, the, you know, and I think when you go to the draft, how much work's put in for that draft, it's amazing, you know, by all these people. Uh, And that's why I think the the one thing that you don't, maybe you take for granted, you're like, oh, this seems easy to do this, would be easy to do that. But there's a, a lot more hours on this side than there is on that side. Can I, sure. me, can I ask a question about scouting, though? Yeah. Like, when you first started, like, scouting guys, and I know being an assistant GM, you probably have to do a multitude of, of shit. Like, you, you got to go here, you got to travel, do this. Like, give me an example of you looking at a kid in juniors or college, and like, this, this is a fucking guarantee. No one's talking about this kid. He's a guaranteed lock. Oh, my God. And you tell people, and all of a sudden, he didn't perform. Or the opposite, where you're like, hey, guys, this is a guarantee. No one's looking. And he did perform. I mean, is that... Do you fuck up a lot when it comes to scouting guys when the first couple of years into it? Like, how does that go down? Well, I mean, you know, Tom Webster kind of said, Craig, okay, you're watching the game. You're a center. Who would you want to play with out there? What makes them good? Well, the way they read plays, the way – do they react to plays? Do they read plays? He kind of – Webby kind of walked me through what I should be looking for, you know, and then in the end. You have to like the player. You know, do you see a high-level compete guy that, you know, whether you're up by five or you're down by five, they always play the same way. They play hard. They 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 care whether they play five minutes or 20 minutes. He You know, he goes, that's what you're looking for out there. It's not, hey, you're going to make mistakes. Don't worry about that. But if you like a player, you know, go get them. I mean, and, and that's kind of the way I've done it. And, yeah, for sure, you're going to make some mistakes and – you know, you're going after free agents and, and you like different things. And, and I like different players than another person. And, 
you know, you just don't know. And sometimes you just go in to see guys and they don't play well when you get there. Yeah. You know, it's like when Brad used to go, <laughs> Connor McDavid, when he's playing junior, had points in every game except when Brad went there. I mean, it's like, really? You can shut down. That's amazing. I wish he could do it when he was in Edmonton, but it doesn't seem to work for him. <laughs> yeah. But junior, you know, the, he's like, geez, I go in there. I mean, he was, he's amazing, but he goes, seriously, he didn't get any points. <laughs> Yeah. I'm he was like, staring at cool. him the whole time. <laughs> exactly. It's fucking intimidating, man. But it 3, is, people. you know, it, it is hard, and you really don't know. You don't know if you're good at this or you have a good eye for it until probably seven or eight years in because then you see all these players. You're like, oh, yeah, I like him. This is what I liked about him, and he's done well. Oh, that guy I like didn't do, you know. Yeah. But you're, you're trying to get all the information and put it together, what you see on the ice and off the ice, and then uh, – you know, do do the best you can. I mean, in late bloomers, like we were saying with Josh Dunn, you know, those are the guys you're trying to find. We got a guy, Connor Mackey. Uh, we brought him to development camp. He went to USHL, Mankato, and then uh, finally I offered him three contracts, and he finally <laughs> finally took the third one. Thing. I was like, man, <laughs> this is not going well for me. Hey, Fourth hey, time's a charm. All the scouts, they only tell you when they get one right, though. You know? Yeah, no shit. They, they never tell you when they were wrong. But – um Man, well, even like Dave Conti went through some weird stages with some drafts. Oh, I'm sure. I'm my sure. draft here. So, what's what's the next game? Like, you want to be a GM? Like, is that is that what you're in this for, Conti? Yeah, like, you 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 envision yourself being a GM and running your own team one day? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the uh, you know you want to you want to put your time in and you want to you want to do everything, but you also want to be the boss. You want to make those final hard decisions and and kind of build your own team. You know, the one thing Brad's been great to me here. We're all a part of it. You know, we're all we're all in this together. And, uh, yeah, if I eventually one day could be an NHL GM, that's the goal. And win Stanley Cups. I mean, I want to win a Stanley Cup here in, uh, in, in Calgary. And if we can do that, then hopefully, you know, you just saw Bill Armstrong get his chance because yeah. probably because St. Louis won. You no know? So the better we do here, the better it is. Uh, maybe right. one day I'll have my own team. Hey, you don't see an offensive coordinator for a three-win team get get a head coaching job the next offseason in the NFL, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, you, usually it's a team that has yeah, some sometimes success. Sometimes you get some weird things uh, going yeah. on. I mean, hey, hey, how was Berkey to work for when he was there? Awesome. Berkey is my favorite guy. Berkey, because he, he experienced, he's experienced everything in this. He knows more stuff than – he forgot probably more stuff than I know. But, you yeah. know, to be able to pick his brain when we go up – he let first time we went on a scouting trip. He's like, "What do we need to do?" I'm like, "We need to go to the OHL and we need to see." It was Sam Bennett Ekblad. It was that year. I said, "He said perfect." He said, "Let's go." So I'm getting ready. He's like, "We're gonna stay at my house." So I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "No, I'll stay at a hotel." He goes, "No, no, no. You're staying at my house." So I mean, we're only about. He just had let everyone else go, uh, Jay Feaster and John Weisbrot. So it's just him and I. So we go up there and. You know, just to be able to ride around with him. He goes so early to the game, so it was crazy. Oh we God. got there. Some games we would go before we went to Barry, and literally, I'm like, there's nobody here. There's not one person here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I want to talk to the coaches before. I'm like, yeah, there's no coaches. We got here way too early, Burke. He's like, okay, let's talk go to get the janitors. <laughs> you know, but just to kind of pick his brain and see what, you know, where he made mistakes, where he didn't, you know, because even the one year we were at the deadline, we were trading Mike Camilleri and we were, cause we didn't think we were going to be able to resign him. And he said, uh, we, we, I think it was, he wanted a second round pick for him. He couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. Someone offers a third round pick. And I remember thinking, 
maybe we should just take the pick. Like, he's like, Craig, we're not doing that. I guess why? He goes, first of all, because if we take that pick now, next year come this time, they're going to say, I would rather keep, he wanted to sign Cammy. You know, like we tried to sign Camilleri, but I just had a bad feeling. Um, but he said, if we, if we do that now, next year, it's going to come back and haunt us again. So he goes, you know what? Sometimes you get what you want. Sometimes you don't. And if you don't, we're going to hang on to Cammy and we're going to try to resign him and bring him back. So I said, oh, okay. You know, and those are the little things that he, you know, he said, and the other thing is don't lie to people in this, in this business. Mm-hmm. He goes, if you, you know, you say, Hey, I want to, if you, you can't say I have a first round pick for a guy and then come back and be like, well, why didn't you take the first round pick? Yeah. I just didn't, didn't feel like it or whatever, because he said, it's such a small world, you know, this little hockey community. If you lie once, everybody knows. You're a he liar. Said, so yeah, you can say, Hey, I want a first round pick. I have a second round pick right now, but I want a first round pick. Yeah, you can do that. But, uh, you know, you just, it's just, you, your your word is all you have so i'm like okay perfect you know so little lessons he's always he's got a million of those and wow. he's uh and he's very smart he knows more stuff about lake effect snow and birds than anybody i know oh he's right my alleys you know about tornadoes because i do <laughs> oh, he would and and wars he, he's a oh i could do that like, wow. i could do that all of that stuff he's, he's like he's, he's like hitch yeah it's, it's that way too yeah. we all need to hang out there hitch, andy hitch does the, hitch does the reenactments <laughs> does he really if you want to go do the reenactments <laughs> hey i've uh, actually heard that oh yeah he does like the, the you war see the guy laying on the ground dead? i don't know i don't know right. here's a big question before you let you go connie are you still skating because I'm dominating in the alumni skates out here, and we got fantasy camps coming up here, and we need you out here. I just need to know if you're skating consistently because I need to know what line I'm going to put you on. Yes, I'm skating. Oh, I figured yes. that. Well, right now they're not giving us any ice at the dome, so oh. I got to get I got to get going. I had a Friday thing, but they've shut everything down here. So to be honest, I haven't skated much, but I'm ready. Okay, well, I've been skating. With, get on the bike I, then. I did, I did skate with the boys in the bubble though, and my mm-hmm. team did win. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to cut Andy. Hey. You're new on the team. We're good to go. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> I, I was talking to one of your former teammates, though, today, and he said, You got to ask him about this weird con- uh, drink he used to drink, like prior to games. <laughs> like, what is this? Green Char t- Snoo. I don't even want to say what they were like talking about, the effects that it could have on Ooh, you. What is so, it? what is this orange drink yeah. you used to drink? Huh? The ultimate, ultimate orange. Ultimate oh, in juniors, the heart attack, ultimate orange—is that what you're talking yes. about? Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! Did, didn't some were there like some people die from yeah. it or yes. something? Like, Andy, you know I told Fo- you that. What is the so ultimate football orange? players? Yeah, what it is was, it? It was just a drink we all took. Yeah, like, I you know that. what? Especially when you didn't play as much as the other guys. Like mm. you have to sit in the bench for long periods of time. <laughs> so I'm like, I would take this drink and I'd be wired before the game. The only problem is I couldn't fall asleep to about two o'clock and two three in the morning every day. Anyways, so well, we were at the bar anyway, weren't we, Kanye? <laughs> In a junior point. Yeah, <laughs> the cares? old, the old. In Potsdam. He didn't play junior. <laughs> oh, whatever. Especially College. We... Cam Slow. Well, I mean. Especially when we get to spend the night. Yeah, to spend the night. Now they have the charters. All we do is get back on the charter and go to the next spot. <laughs> Easy peasy. Wow, good stuff, Connie. Hey, You're listen, man. man, appreciate you doing this, and and congrats on all your success, dude. Honestly, it's uh, it's been great to see, and uh, we wanted to get you on. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you gave us some time. You're here. the man. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Right okay. on, Connie. Take care, See you, Connie. buddy. Good Take luck. Care. Take care. Bye. That was Craig Conroy, episode number 94 on the Cam District podcast. Assistant GM. He will be a GM one day. I know. Oh, you know that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Scott Melby will be one, too. I'll mm-hmm. throw that money down.
Well, it's, that's what happens. They come on here, and then all of a sudden, funny how that works. You know, so funny how that works. Um, and who may, might be in Calgary, might not be in Calgary. He grew up so close to the Canadian border, Potsdam, New York. Dude, he's a he's a Canadian dude. Is he? Yeah. Played yeah. for Team USA, but then you find out his dad's Canadian. He's and stuff Canadian. Like that. I know. I he's know. half and half. His kids were born in the states. Uh, all of them. I think three of them, yeah. They got, uh, they have he's all got daughters? three. Daughters? All daughters. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, three They're daughters. They're probably great athletes, man. Probably. They're probably fucking awesome athletes, He's dude. a great athlete. If I had three daughters and I had a bunch of money, I probably wouldn't do anything. Now I'm saying Craig Connery has a ton of money, but if I made a ton of money and I had a bunch of kids, I wouldn't do a motherfucking thing but follow them around everywhere I went. Really? Every fucking where I Yet went. Yeah, you hate kids. Oh, I hate them. No, I don't hate them. I, I'm the best around kids. I'm like a fucking clown. That's why people hire me to be around their kids. I don't even have kids, and they want me to be around their kids. I have kids coming to my house, bang on my door for me to play, go out and ride bikes with them on their little bike, and then their parents come around, and they don't even want to tell their the kids to get away from me. Really? I'm 36 years old, Andy. And they drive by. They're like, how you doing, guys? Keep talking to him. Oh, good. I'll see you later for dinner. I'm like, what? Get your kids away from me. I'm riding bikes with 10-year-olds. I'm 36 years old. But Conroy, Conroy, very smart hockey guy, though. Huge addition to that organization, and he's just elevating himself, man. He's moving up and up and up and up, and uh, and he just gets it. He's smart. He gets it, man. He's awesome. He's a great great example for the young guys. Oh, God. And a great example for the veterans, too. Andy, if I was a young kid and Craig Conroy was there, I'd be like, dude, Conor, come here. Can I talk to you, dude? Can I I get a beer with you? Connie, let's go out. Connie, can I get a beer with you, dude? It's like fuck yeah, dude. What yeah. do you got? What do you? Got? I go. What do I need to do, man? What did Jeff Corn do, I need do, do in this man? situation? Like, what do I need to do, dude? And he's like, fuck, man. I'll tell you, blah blah blah. Like that is so fucking awesome. So valuable. So awesome. Who is who, who that guy for you? <sighs> what Keith Kachuk? <laughs> no, as in, in oh uh, in Jersey. In Jersey. Oh yeah. early. Um, I don't know if I had anybody in Jersey like that. Really? Everybody was so old. I was trying to be so cool with all Matt the guys. Chuck said, you know, this is. They go tell me to go fuck myself. Are you kidding? Hey, Mad for Chuck. Well, how do I, what, motherfucker? Get the fuck out of here. You came with us or not? I'll rip your shirt off and give you 300 bucks. Ask him about how I need to play. Tell me to go fuck myself. You come with the boys or no? That's how I learned. Yeah. I just figured it out. But I forced myself to hang out with the older guys. I'm not going to be like, Marty, tell me about my career. Like He's like, what, motherfucker? I'm like 36. I got shit to do. I don't know. Think about okay, that no, for a second. Okay, no, that's good. I'm going to think about it. Think about that for a second. I'm going to think about it. Remember I right. told you when I first met the guys what they did to me. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. You're man. our Matt savior. Chuck said, you're, you're our, our savior. savior. I'm getting him on. I'm fucking bashing gonna, him. Well, now we have to get him on. That motherfucker, I love him. We got to talk to Matt. I'm going to get that motherfucker. Great player back in Dallas, so too, man. Funny. Always love watching Matt. Fuck, is he funnier than dog Stay at home, D-man. Who could move the puck, too, man? I had a blast with him, but he tortured me for a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about it. You're our savior. You're our savior. What? Well, I would have said the same mean? thing if I were him. What does and that you mean? You walked in. I didn't even know what it with meant. With your sweatpants. I didn't know what savior meant. You I'm don't not even religious. Dress for the occasion. I just drove three hours. And, my parents. And you got Dennis with you, like you're going to a youth hockey tournament. My dad, and mom walk in, like hi, and they're all like, "Who the fuck are these hillbillies?" <laughs> this is our savior. I'm like, oh, does that mean I'm Jesus? Go ahead. Okay. Uh... Matt Vachuk and all that other stuff, including Craig Conroy, brought to yeah. you by CarShield and CarShield.com. Mention the promo code CAM. You'll save 10%. Fuck yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, CarShield uh, to shoot some uh, footage. 
and some promos. We may I'm working out tomorrow. We hardcore, may, too. We may switch that. I'll look jacked as fuck. Oh, oh, before you go? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, you yeah. got to get up early for that, then. And don't I always? <laughs> 800-857-2481. Mention the promo code CAM, and you're going to save 10%. Structure that deal the way you want it. Short, long, whatever it is. Get that protection. Get it with CarShield and CarShield.com. Bud Light Seltzer, all the flavors. You know what they are. Strawberry, black cherry, lemon lime, mango. Mango. Pineapple, grapefruit. I mean, whatever it is. Get those ugly sweater packs, ugly Christmas sweater packs. Yeah, baby. I want to see them under your tree, and I want to see those pictures sent to us. Yeah, I hope Put them in up. our inbox. Let's go. Where's your chill face. zone for I the holiday it. season? People are like, fuck, man. I went through hell today, or this this year, Cam, but here's my chill zone, dude. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Tis man. Tis the I season. Love for a chill zone, that's I what love I'm talking y'all. about. Let's go. I love Bud it, Light Seltzer, BudLight.com. Have it delivered to your house. 5% alcohol, less than a gram of sugar, 100 calories. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. We've been telling you that forever. Keep it handsome and fight ugly. We're fighting the ugly. You know what? And some of that ugly may be bullying, which it is, because proceeds from the fight ugly hoodies go back to the Montreal Resource Center. But, you know, cancer is a fucking ugly thing, too. Oh, God. We fight cancer, too. It's a motherfucker. And this is Hockey Fights Cancer Month, man. We're doing that all month long. We do everything, dude. We do. Anything. Yes, sir. Anything. You guys, any any little thing we'll help you with. Like, honestly, like, we, we love it. The bullying, the, anything. If there's a you're in a jam and you, you need somebody to talk to, like, fuck, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk to you. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. And we'll raise money for whatever we need to. We get the game. We love it. We understand it. But I, I like how you guys reach out to us, man. I, I really, really do. The anti-bullying. One other thing on anti-bullying, too, guys. I got bullied a little bit, but I stuck up for myself. And now I've told the situation. Not all bullies at a young age are, are bad, bad people. people. Just remember that, guys. I'm not going to be a full thread. rehabilitate themselves. I'll, I'll, I told you the kid, that f- big motherfucker raven, pissed all over me and fucking owned me. And I fought him, went toe-to-toe with him. I get in the principal's office. We're supposed to not be sitting next to each other. We did. And everybody's freaking out in the office. Like, why are they sitting next to me? We're like, we're friends now. My mom and dad had him over two weeks later. And he's a good kid. Well, he Just is a so good you kid. Know. Bad Great neighbor. Story. That's all. Great That's story. All. I'm good. So we fight a lot of things with the Fight Ugly. Get that Fight Ugly hoodie today. If you want to know what it looks like, check out our Instagram. Check out our Twitter. We got pictures taken with Matthew Kachuk and, uh, and Patrick Maroon. And we have them out in the hands yeah. of several other NHL players. You'll be seeing more and more of these Fight Ugly hoodies. Uh, keepithandsome.com mention the promo code Cam and Strick you're going to save 15% you can also buy them at Amazon.com check out our website www.camandstrick.com camandstrick.com uh, if it's you want to sponsor guys. the podcast you want to yeah. be part of our team you want us to pump your tires and take Fuck your business yeah. to the next level yeah talk about your boat whatever. let's go I'll do dude whatever just whatever talk to us whatever you need you're talking to us yes you're not talking to a big company you, we own everything just so all y'all know yes. we own it yeah we own it we'll talk to you let's go fucking A Hit us up. Let's go. Keepithandsome.com. Bellman.com. B-E-H-L-M-A-N-N.com. You got a car. You're looking to sell it. They'll buy it from you, and they'll pay you top dollar for it, and they'll hook you up with a new car, a new ride, and you'll go off in style when you leave that lot. People will be like, damn, what happened to you? Oh, I want that dick. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they leave it with a nice, if a girl would say, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Like, oh, yeah, like, well, you got well, a nice car. What's I, different about you? Hmm, I like Why you. Why do you like You want to come now? home with me? Why, what, what changed? What do you like uh, me now? Is it my new ride? Yeah, it's my is new it ride. Is it my Cadillac? So my what? Buick? Is it my new Buick Enclave? Take advantage of your new ride. Especially if is she it wants my to GMC? Or is it my Escalade? Or, the, or if, it, you're an, if you're wheeling in an Enclave, then you're a wheel. It could be the Dodge <laughs> Charger. That's cool. Or it could be the Chrysler, the Dodge, the Jeep, or the Ram. Whatever it is. Whatever you want, baby. It's all in Troy. Best customer service you'll find anywhere. Bellman.com. 
get that used car in their hands today and let them buy it from you because they want it and they're going to buy it from you right now. All right, victoryhockey.com. Victorhockey.com. Victor Hockey USA is their Twitter. That's their Instagram, Victor Hockey USA, at Victor Hockey USA. You got to put the at in there. Yeah. Uh, we're collaborating with them, has some cool ass shit that's coming yeah, out. We got some stuff coming out, but baby. Get your hats, get everything you need from our boy out there in Colorado. They got the best emblem going oh with the God. pine tree sick. turning into a hockey stick or a palm tree turning into a hockey stick. Great stuff. Again, at Victor Hockey USA. That is their Twitter. That is their Instagram. Check out all their great products. VictorHockey.com. That is the website. And, of course, Cope24. Renee, we wish you the best this holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving to Renee and everybody with Cope24. Cope24.com. Changing our parenting experience. Again, support great causes like Cope24. All right. This has been episode number 94 on this edition of the Camastrick Podcast with Craig Conroy. We wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving.